episode 26 the action returns i'm your host brian and with me as always i'm sorry matt barnes but he is the bad boy of karate in my eyes my <laughs> co-host nez what's up man i'm good man i gotta get back into some kind of shape other than going outwards and round man <laughs> but watching these movies man the the first two and now three and four I've been uh, just other than sitting there stretching and around and just kind of doing some uh, little kata, even the trying to learn the moves that Daniel was learning in this one. But um, I don't know if any of you guys are out there doing it, man. But that DDP yoga, man, Diamond Dallas Page, man, that's that shit is no joke. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a it's a workout, man. Even if you're not. Uh, on the floor doing it. I'm, I'm working my way to it. I've been doing a lot of just the, the stretches and the breathing and everything. But when I'm done with that, man, I'm just, I got to change my shirt. It's just dripping. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even get to the ground yet. I'm just doing all the standing lessons. And that's that's tough. But I got to do it, man. I got to get some kind of, uh, not really a surgery. I got to have a one of those scopes go down my throat to look at mm-hmm. my stomach and uh, just a just routine routine check shit, and then uh, my other doctor told me, he goes, "Well, while they're down there, why don't they uh, uh check out the back door?" I'm like, uh, "She goes, you're getting up there in age." I'm like, mm. "She goes, you're gonna be out. You're not gonna know." I went, "Well, shit. All right, yeah. Just make sure my pants are pulled up when you're done." <laughs> I mean, you'll know before it happens. So yeah, but I don't want to no, be awake. I don't. <laughs> So, but yeah, I gotta get myself back into shape. And these movies are, oh, man, they're getting they get me juiced. Yeah, but uh, we'll see about the, the last, especially one. that fourth one. Uh, <laughs> All right, before we get into it, uh, day we're recording, Godzilla versus Kong trailer came out. What you think? All right, I like what I'm seeing. I hate the title. It's King Kong versus Godzilla for all you old schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the original was cheesy, but hey, they did what they did uh, in the sixties. And uh, but this one, I like Kong. It's it's the Kong from Kong from Skull Island. I I like I, I like how um they're bring. I mean, okay, re- okay. It's it's obviously like now because uh, Eleven mm-hmm. is in it again, and that yeah. was whenever that last one came out. No, she was in the first one. She wasn't in the second one, or was she in the second one? She was in uh, King of Monsters. All right. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Heisenberg was in the first one. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's up to modern times. 
So I assume they go back to Skull Island because when was Skull Island? Was that in the sixties? It was like sixties, seventies, somewhere. Yeah, around the- right around there. Because it was after Vietnam or during. I don't remember, but. All right, so they obviously, this is on the trailer, everyone, if you haven't seen it. So they obviously go back to Skull Island and, and get Kong because they have him tied up to a big old boat and, and they're bringing him back. Uh, watching it, the action looks cool. Um, I want a lot of action. Don't. The trailer was long and it seemed like they put all the good action in, in the trailer. Maybe I'm hoping there's more that, that they're not showing us, but. I'm like, come on, you guys are showing a little too much. <laughs> so, but we will see. I like what I'm seeing. Um, but what is this thing? This axe or whatever that Kong is swinging over his head. Um, I saw I, I saw a little article, and I'm like, wait, what? Then I watched the trailer again, and I'm like, oh, okay. But I, I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. I heard he's gonna have like a spear. I guess he fashions his own weapons. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, me personally, I'm I'm all in. Uh, it just it looks like it's going to be fun. I wish things would be different because this is a total movie theater type movie. So, but I don't know. Probably probably do it for stream fiends because I we're going to talk about the trailer on the main show, but I don't think Lance is going to be into this one. Well, we're going to do it regardless. Yeah. It's going to be streaming, so <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> so, but um, I'm excited, but I was excited for when the first Godzilla movie came out. Uh, uh, the remember? one the one where it, it would cut away from everything? Uh, oh, fuck, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just Heisenberg and... Uh, wasn't Kick-Ass, uh, was it? Or, no, yeah, who, yeah. Oh, well, oh, him, yeah, but... I was kind of like, oh, come on. I mean, I want don't call it Godzilla and only have a minute for a second. Uh, and even the King of Monsters. I mean, I was I wasn't as hyped because I was thinking it was just gonna be the same thing we got in like in the first film. But hmm. um, I, yeah, I did like it a little bit better. I own both of them. I mean, I love Godzilla. I got all kinds of Godzilla crap here in the studio. The Godzilla I grew up with, the little fat uh, thing. I actually bought uh, the. The last Godzilla thing I got. I got the Shin Godzilla one. A buddy of mine got that for me when he went to Japan. And I picked up the uh, the King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, how he looked in that one. So I saw that at Target. Whoop, give me this. So I got to have that. <laughs> I wish they would make the Kong on how he looked in that movie. Yeah, it looks all stupid, but I I, I love it. So, but I'm waiting for that. <clears throat> but both, both those first films, I was let down completely. When Kong Skull Island came out, I was kind of like, eh, okay. But when that one was said and done, I liked that one a lot. Yeah. I thought that one was really good. And it was leading up into this. So I'm like, all right, awesome, sweet. So we'll see. Um, who's directing it? The Adam Wingard. Yeah, he's hit and miss with me. I mean, I was all about the who's your next. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And the stuff he did for VHS and couple other things but that Blair Witch movie ugh. but um I don't know well, he he obviously got the budget to do it uh what what we saw so far in this trailer it, it looks awesome and I hope it is awesome I want it to be don't uh, kill my childhood cuz you killed my childhood with those first two movies everyone <laughs> hates Godzilla with 
with um, Ferris Bueller. I like it for what it was. Did it look like our Godzilla? No. But I, for what it is, I mean, I thought it was cool. I liked it. It was this goofy, campy monster movie <laughs> tearing, tearing up New York. I mean, that was cool. Shin Godzilla, that was a Godzilla movie. It was about Godzilla. No bullshit, no love story, no, no none of that. It was about Godzilla. Yeah, there was a lot of talking in it, but at least they were talking about how they were going to stop Godzilla. So I really love that film. I'm glad I saw that one in the theater. Um, nice. We'll see how it goes uh, with this. I mean, I'm, we're going to see it. Uh, Mike asked me the same question. Are you going to go to the theater or are you going to watch it on TV? Uh, I'll watch it on TV regardless, but theater, I'm still not there yet. I'm just, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if me and my friends throw together and do a private screening, all right. But I, I don't I don't know yet. I mean, I'm. I'm still iffy on the whole thing. Um, I was already fearing COVID and everything. And yeah, it came to my house times two. And I'm glad we got through it. Um, Yeah. I don't want to go through that again. So that was stressful enough for a month. A month, everyone. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I'm all in, man. I'm ready for it. Uh, I'll just clean off the TV screen and uh, turn it up full blast. Mm-hmm. And let the walls rumble because uh, I'm ready for it. As soon as yeah. it hits, no, it won't hit at midnight because Wonder Woman didn't. It didn't hit until 9 a.m. the next morning. So I don't know. Whenever it hits, I'll be ready. Yeah, I, I'll be streaming it because as of now, my theaters up here are still closed. So did they ever open back up? Uh, one chain. Uh, we have a, one Cinemark up here. They're kind of open, but nobody nobody's going so they're they're advertising that that you can rent out a theater and i was like yeah people are starting to people are starting to be a little little bit leery of covid up here they weren't at first but when the numbers started jumping yeah i'm hoping this vaccine does at least kind of puts a little notch in the curve something man uh, i know there's a lot of people out there that are uh, against it. I mean, I was too at the beginning, but right now I'm out. Fuck it. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. They're going to offer it to us, I think, at work. So I'm I'm just going to jump on it and take it because the way I see it now, a lot of people are going, man, we're, I guess they have a tier system on how they're doing it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know some of you probably aren't going to do it. Hey, that's your, that's your prerogative. I mean, do what you want to do with your body, but. Uh, for me, I'm just again, like I said, I, w- I was against it. I wasn't going to do it because to me, it seemed it came out like really fast. But um, uh, one of my friends, partner, he's a doctor, like a doc- medical doctor. And he said, dude, you really got to look at it. There's uh, other than there's never been anything like this in our lifetime. Yeah, there's been outbreaks of this and that, but it never went that crazy like this. He He was like, dude, he goes with the. The, the the science and the medicine and everything the te- and technology really on what they can do now he goes yes it came out really fast and that, I said that was the reason why I wouldn't do it he goes but look at the time now on how everything is he goes yes will it help you will it make you never get it no but it it will help I'm like well I mean that's uh, I'm willing to take that chance uh, to do it um, so, but 
I mean, even some of my friends, one of my buddies goes, man, I took that first shot, then got sick uh, for like a day. And then he goes, I goes, I guess my body just wasn't used to it. And then after that, I was good. And when he got the second round, uh, he also works in the medical field. He goes, oh, man, he goes, I didn't nothing. So he goes, but still wear those masks and do all that. He goes, but it's you got that fighting in you. Uh, so I'm sure it's just like every other vaccine. I mean, they, they give you a little bit of it, I mean, especially with the flu shot. Mm-hmm. They give you some of it, so then your body just fights it. So hopefully that's what it's doing, and everyone that's getting it. Uh, I hope I hope it helps, man. Because I want to get back to the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to cons and everything. So yeah, I don't know. Are you you can take it. Uh, not right now. <laughs> so, but I I I, I probably probably will soon. It's, I, up here, I I don't. I only know one person that took it, and she she was fine. If I hear a couple more people are fine from it, then yeah, maybe. Right, I'll be the guinea pig for the show, so <laughs> let you guys know how I have how how I feel if I get it. I mean, whenever, because like I said, work they're saying that they might offer it to us because we're we're essential. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. I mean, dude, you're essential as well. So, but again, I'm, I'll let you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, a couple more things. Uh, talking to Blu-ray Nez right now. Did right. you see they're coming out with a Mondo uh, Steelbook of Rad? Uh, oh, wait, man, you... <laughs> uh, is there pictures of it yet? Uh, you could pre-order it on, oh. I know, at Target or Amazon. Uh, Mill Creek. Uh, I trust them. Amazon, I see it. I, I want to see a picture of it. Oh, you mother! <laughs> of course, I'm gonna get it, man. You hooked me up the last time. Uh, I don't know if you can still get that one. I didn't even know it was 4K and uh, forty dollars, you motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm gonna pre-order it as soon as we're done. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh God, why don't they put out thrash and thrashing is on Blu-ray, but put it out in a steel book or fucking put out gleaming the cube. I don't know why they can't put that out. I heard it's a rights thing. Nobody <laughs> knows who nobody knows who has the the actual rights or so it was something messy. Oh, this fucking steel book looks sweet. <laughs> awesome cover crew on the front. I I don't know the BMX tricks, everyone. So I'm a skateboarder. So the movie is goofy, <laughs> but uh, it's my childhood and I love it. I mean, really mm-hmm. quick. I remember that the day it came out, I didn't see it. I saw it the weekend it came out, but not the night. Uh, my two of my buddies, Steve and Dave, they're BMX guys. They race and everything. And I remember getting on the bus to go home. They both jumped in and started chanting, rad, 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 in the back of the bus. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> but but I, when I think of this movie, I, I picture them on the back of the bus doing this. Again, the movie was goofy. I did leave the theater like, ah. But, hey, I mean, it was the fad at the time in, in the movie. Did it help BMX? Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I mean, because there was a lot of people doing it. Same thing with the skateboard movies. Did those help skateboarding movies or moves? No, but we're still skateboarding. So, mm-hmm. um, but the the steel book collector I am, and I do love this movie. Oh, motherfucker! I'll, 
Uh, I'm still on the lookout for the VHS. That is big bucks, and I can never find it anywhere. Um, I do have a bootleg ripoff of the. I think it was. Looks like they recorded it off like cable or something. Uh, so I got I got that at a little con. I'm like, ah, three bucks, give it to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then when you hit me to the to the first uh, go around, was it last year? I think. Yeah. I jumped on it like immediately because I I knew it was gonna be a limited uh, rush. This one seems mm-hmm. like it's gonna be a limited mm-hmm. one. So I'm I'm gonna as soon as we're done, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna. My pre-order. I need this in my. Yeah, uh, I might get two. <laughs> yeah, I think you can still get the other one from Vinegar Syndrome, but I, I don't think uh, I'm for sure you can't get the slipcase with it. Uh, okay. The really quick. Let me pull it out. All right. Yeah the the slipcase for the the first go around. Um. I didn't know it was 4K until I pulled it out. Yeah, I don't think you'll because it's got that little 3D looking thing on on one uh, side, the lenticular or whatever they call it. Yeah, is this one or two discs? Oh, it's two two disc, and it came with a little mini poster. So uh, this one's definitely good because I remember when I got it, my brother was mad because he tried to get one and it was sold out at that time. But if they printed more, uh, he'll probably pick it up. But this one. I mean, again, the movie's goofy. I'm glad I got this. Uh, thanks, brother, here for letting me know that it was coming out. So, oh, you can't you can't get any more sold out on Vinegar Syndrome. Well, all right, man. You gotta this this thing. I think this is the Steelbook one. Is just Blu-ray. So, if you guys missed that first round. I mean, it still looks good. I mean, the 4K. It looks just as good as the Blu-ray because you got to think of the movie. It, it was that old. I mean, so mm-hmm. you can only do do so much uh, with the tweak of the knobs. But damn it. I didn't even know my Steelbook game is, is weak compared to. <laughs> I, I, seriously, dude, I learned a lot from you. Hey, this is coming out. This is coming out. I'm like, fuck, man. Where am I at? <laughs> and I follow all these fucking Steelbook Blu-ray guys. No one ever. Uh, hey, this is coming out. I mean, no one ever does that. Well, shit. All right, this one's coming. I'm gonna go get it. When does it come out? Um, March something. March. Oh shit. Uh, I, I'm on uh, Mill Creek Entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. they show you how they're gonna package it too. All right, I'm, I'm gonna order it from them. I, I trust them. They package it in a nice box and everything, and I'm sure they pad it up. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome, they did it as well. They padded it up nice and everything when I got that first one. So. Yeah, um, lately I ain't been too happy with Amazon. Uh, I'm happy with them getting older stuff, but uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this page and then when we're done, I'm going to order it. Because my wife goes, what did you buy here? What did you buy here? I said, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. One more thing before we get to these movies. Uh, Royal Rumble. We'll pick your winner. Men's Royal Rumble. Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, let me let me look it up. Well, why before while I'm doing that, um, we're gonna bring the uh, the MMA or the UFC. Was it UFC or MMA? Uh, UFC. UFC returns. Take it away. <laughs> Okay, uh, by now everybody's probably heard 
Conor McGregor got knocked out. <laughs> There's memes everywhere. And of course, people are calling for him to basically saying he's done. I am never going to be the one to say a fighter or wrestler or athlete or anybody is done. That's that's their decision. But it did not feel like Connor coming in the fight. There was no trash talk. There was no boasting. There was a lot of I mean, they they had fought previously. Connor had beat him, knocked him out. Um, but there was no nothing, no buildup, no not what you know Connor for. There was none of that. And even right before um, when uh, Bruce Buffer was uh, doing the announcements of the fighter, Connor walked all the way over to the cage, gave him a fist bump. And when he was fighting, um, I know he got his leg fucked up. He caught a really nasty leg kick and he was seen leaving the arena with the with the crutch. But I just I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel like this was a Connor that was his mind was not in it no more. That's just, just how I put it. Dustin Poirier, that, that guy, he's never won a title, but you can count him as one of the best to do it. He's his resume speaks for itself, but just watching it, Connor, I, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like maybe his heart ain't in it no more. All I, all I didn't see the whole fight. All I saw was the, him getting knocked out. <laughs> so, but I don't. I don't even know who that other kid is. So he looked legit enough to to kick some ass, and he did it. I mean, and who, who yeah, was that? Dustin, who, who, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier. He's. I feel bad for him because he's that guy. He he always gets so close to winning a title. He neither has that number one contendership match or an actual title fight, and he doesn't win. But like I said, his resume kind of speaks for himself, and he he's one of the best. So, um, I don't know. Oh, God, that one dude, that one YouTube guy that knocked that uh, basketball player out. Oh, Jake Paul. Yeah, what's his deal? Everyone's saying that he wanted to fight Conor McGregor. Yeah, allegedly he was trolling Connor, trying to get the fight going. Said this would be like a fifty million dollar payday for McGregor, and then he posted his reaction of Connor getting knocked out, telling him instead of fifty mil, I got ten thousand for you. I'm like, man, Jake, come on now, we're about to see your brother get knocked out by Floyd. <laughs> so let's let's calm down. You fought a basketball player with no fight experience, so let's let's calm down now. <laughs> All right. Um, the lists I'm finding there isn't really. Well, it's just a list of everyone that's on the on the main rosters right now. But they always bring in uh, a lot of former WWE either champions or just wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I can't find the full. Well, I guess they don't to give you the full complete list because they they got to throw in the surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this list is having right now, uh, I'll start with the women. It doesn't have the chick that I want to be in it, or maybe she's gonna, and we don't we don't know. Uh, but the list that they have so far that I'm looking at: uh, Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bailey. I love Charlotte, but she won last year. Don't need to win again, Bailey. 
Bianca Belair, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler. I'd rather have her win, but uh, we'll see. Um, Liv Morgan. They they ain't going to do that. (laughs) Ruby Riot and Tamina. All right. Nia Jax. I love her, but uh, I don't think they're going to let her. Do it this one. They gave her her WrestleMania moment, which was awesome. I'm glad that she got the belt for a little bit. Charlotte Flair, you won last year, and you still got your belt, so that was nothing new. Bailey, she had that good heel run. Hopefully, it can continue. Um, Bianca Blair, she's good, but I don't see her winning. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, no, she's hot, but no. Um. I kind of have a feeling what's her name's coming back. I know she just had her baby not too long ago, but that baby looked like it's big. Uh, the man, uh, uh, Becky Lynch, because um, she wasn't even on the list last year to to be in it. But uh, Dumb Lana got hurt <laughs> walking out or something. I don't remember something stupid. And then, <laughs> I feel bad for her, man. They be putting her in some fucking stupid storylines. <laughs> but that's when Becky came out and said, "Put me in, put me in," and then she still lost. Um, well, the list right here, uh, Shannon would probably be at the top, uh, then Ruby. I, mean, I love Ruby. Grow your hair back, girl. I don't like the short hair. Um, I'm just going to take Charlotte Flair out completely. I, I don't think they'd let her win again. Um, but out of some of the scrubs that are on this list, Peyton Royce ain't got it. Dana Brooke don't. Mandy Rose. Hmm. Alexa Bliss, no, she's too little. She ain't throwing no Nia Jax out unless uh, Charlotte throws her out or a whole bunch of them. Tamina, I would love her to win because I think she can do a lot more, but they just they just run her through the dirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. If she won, the fucking internet would explode. Yeah. Um, Shanna or Ruby? I kind of feel like it would be Ruby before Shayna because yeah. they, they, they do the NXT people because it, it, it doesn't feel like she's fully WWE main roster to me. Yeah. Um, now nah, I go with my girl Shayna. I, I think. I mean, she, she was kicking ass last year, but then she got thrown out. But um, and she kicked ass in that one elimination chamber. Uh Ruby, Shana. all right, Shayna. That's what I'm gonna pick with that one. Ruby will be a close second, um, but I have a feeling it's gonna be the Charlotte or Bailey. <laughs> uh, mine is for the women. Is I'm gonna go with Bianca Belair. I think she's gonna be the surprise. Uh, along with Shayna last year, they both, I believe, they both threw out eight people each. Yeah. And but my dark horse is the return. Of Ronda Rousey. Is she coming back? I mean, there's a lot of video of her <clears throat> in the gym wrestling. I guess she's been uh, training with uh, Roddy Piper's daughter. Oh, right. So I, so I don't know if they're training together or if she's helping her get ready or what, but there's been a lot of speculation. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I liked Ronda's run. I know a lot of people didn't. Uh, I'm glad I got to go to the TLC match uh, and watch her um, when she dove off the top and landed on Nia Jax. That was awesome. <laughs> I liked her little 
I guess, kind of heel turn when she said, damn the man and screw the woo and then attacked him. I, I thought that's, I think Rhonda's best as kind of a, not a full face, but not a full heel either. Just kind of riding that line. She, she did good. I know she was a little too rough in the beginning because she was hurting the girls. That's um, their fault. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, if she comes back, I mean, I'm all for it. I didn't. I didn't hate that she was there. We, I, I knew she was gonna get a belt just because of who she is. There mm-hmm. was, I know a lot of fans didn't like that. I mean, if you're thinking the way I was thinking, she was gonna get it regardless. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it wasn't no uh, David Arquette thing. So <laughs> she don't have to prove herself. I mean, she's yeah. she's been uh, in the. <clears throat> In the octagon and everything, so I mean, we know she's she's legit. But wrestling, I thought she did what she she did, and I thought it was cool. But mm-hmm. if she comes back, I'm all for it. All right, uh, this is what we got for the guys so far. Uh, again, this isn't the full list because they like to throw all surprises. So, and it's 30 women and 30 men. So, uh, Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis. I love Otis, but he ain't winning. Uh, the Miz, but who knows? They they like to do goofy things. Jay Uso. Uh. They did Otis so dirty. Yeah, they do. He had, he had, he had his best friend as a tag partner. He had Mandy Rose as his girl, and he had a Money in the Bank. Well, it wasn't a briefcase; it was a lunch pail. But they took all that away from him. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and uh, it's not the worm, everyone. It's the centipede. Now, for a mm. big man, he could do it good. <laughs> uh, the Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy. Say, I hate Sami Zayn. Uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, and Shinsuke Nakamura. All right, with this list right now, Jeff Hardy is my man. Um, what they're doing with him now, I don't see him getting that much of a push. I mean, he does what he does. Uh, not sure how much more he's got on his his contract to be in the WWE. Because I think once that up, I'd clearly see him going to AEW. If he does, oh, he, he re upped. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Well, hmm. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you had your moments too many, man. I mean, that time when he had the, the two belts uh, at that one WrestleMania. Oh, that match. Or but the end just puts me in tears because of that. Oh, fuck. That little kid, Connor the Crusher. That. That story is just tough. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Crusher, man. You're the best. Uh, AJ, they just, uh, man, I love you, AJ, but they just, it seems they do him dirty. Bobby Lashley, <laughs> he was good back in the day, and, and he's still in shape, and he's doing what he's doing, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of like the Hurt business, but I feel like they're going to break them up soon. Yeah. Randy Orton, man. I mean, you've been there too long, man. You don't, you don't need it. Um, Randy's a luchador now with his mask. <sighs> <laughs> the Miz, I love him no matter what. He's always good. He's good on the mic all the time and can do what he does in the ring. Uh, Jay Uso, yeah, they're giving him this push, but... I don't know if he's champion material. Not yet. Yeah. Cesaro. They did him dirty, too. They do him dirty all the time. 
But uh, I'm glad he's still around. I'm glad he didn't. He made the cut each time. Uh, Sammy Zayn, I hate him, but he'll watch him win. Um, Love Thomas, Sammy. He's a good uh, heel. Uh, he does. He does. He does the job. I hate him. <laughs> I'm glad he got his ass beat that, that NXT match with <laughs> with what's his name? Um, God damn it, other big white uh, guy, uh, oh, KO, Kevin Owens, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Steen. I, I dude, that match was brutal. I dude, I hated Sammy in NXT, but I was like, all right, man, stop. He's dead. Leave him alone. <laughs> Sammy, bring bring your luchador character back, uh, El Generico. Uh, Uh, the show off I love him but uh, he's just good to be around just have your moments super kick a few fools and throw his hair around Um, Shinsuke they've been doing him dirty from the get go Uh, if he I don't see him winning but I think he'll, he'll last a while but out of this list I'm gonna just stick with my favorite Jeff Hardy but I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I love Jeff Hardy, man. I loved him since uh, back in the day, Team Extreme, or even when they were just a little scrubs on uh, on regular WWF Saturday morning wrestling. Uh, I thought that was good. If you any of those documentaries they did on the Hardy Boys, definitely check those out if you guys haven't seen them. But all right, I'm picking Jeff Hardy, and I'm picking Shayna Baszler. All right. Uh, like I said, I'm going with Bianca Belair with my dark horse pick to be Ronda, which it probably won't happen. And my men's pick is the return of the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. And for no reason at all, they're just going to pretend like he wasn't a heel before. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who would you like to see uh, just come back? Is Edge still hurt? But he already made his pop up here. Uh, it won't be the I, same. Yeah, I can see him coming back now. And but it, I, I don't know. It wouldn't make sense because if he came back, he would go straight for Randy. But he's already in his little storyline with the Fiend. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. You, it'd be a surprise because they're always talking about The Rock versus Roman Reigns. He just showed up out of nowhere. Um, of course, the Rock is gonna win. I mean, we know the way that's gonna go. Uh, uh Jimmy Uso return from Jimmy Uso. That'd be cool. Kind of going against the 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 tribal chief. How come he? he I I know he's not on this list, but I kind of have a feeling he's gonna worm his way in there. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, what's his name? Still the champ, isn't he? Uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, um, but, but they'd be battling him, so he's yeah, he he's be in be this. He's fucking in wrestling power. Goldberg for some reason. Uh, come on, Billy, I love you, man, but just stay at home. <laughs> come out, hype us up, and then get thrown out. I'll be, I'll be fine with that. Oh just, no, I think they're having a title match at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> they are. If he wins, dude, I mean, <sighs> I mean, they fucking they did the fiend wrong. They had him beat him. I don't know. They put all that that build up and they hyped him up, and then just to lose the Goldberg, who's not even a full time wrestler. Yeah, well, WrestleMania is 
uh, coming. This is the road to WrestleMania right here. But, <clears throat> man, don't do no two-night WrestleMania. That was stupid. Just uh, They are. Oh, fuck. Just, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I was like, just do what you normally do. Yeah, we can't be there, but. Uh-huh. Basically, everything you don't want them to do. That's what they're going to do. Uh, D. Brian, Brian Daniels. Um, I loved him. I loved him more as a heel. But uh, the yes movement, the no movement, and the team hell no, all that was cool. And uh, getting booted in the face by, uh, what's his name, at WrestleMania. Oh, Seamus. <laughs> he was only in there for seconds. Thought that was cool. Where's the what's his name? He needs to come back uh, for the Rumble. Um, Santino, not Santina. I want uh, Santino. <laughs> you, know, you might get them both. You never know. <laughs> uh, Beth, baby, if you come back in again, watch your head because last year that was a bloody uh, mess. Uh, yeah, that was nasty. Oh. It was just out of nowhere too. It, it didn't even look like she hit her head, but she must have hit. Like the corner uh, of whatever the, those light things that were on at the, in the ring, in the corner ring. Because mm-hmm. she looked like her head just barely hit it. And then next thing you know, you saw a little blood. Next thing you know, the whole back of her head was all bloody. I was like, oh, man. So, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, just bring back what's her name. I'd like to see her jump in the ring. She still looks hella good. Kelly Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about Lita. I love you, Lita, but I, baby, I... I cringe every time. <laughs> I don't want you to get hurt. Her head's so close to the mat when she does her moonsault. It's just like, oh my gosh. Every time. I told her, too, the, the last time I saw her, uh, I was like, I love you, but don't do it anymore. <laughs> I said, she goes, I, I know I'm careful. I'm careful. But I'm like, I don't want you to get hurt. That Watching that video when she broke her neck is brutal enough. And I. Uh, no, come on, man. You 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 better than that. You stick behind the mic and commentate if you got to. But about I'll be excited <laughs> <laughs> if she comes running in. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna be weird this year because uh, last year was at the uh, the Astro Stadium, and I don't understand why they have some of the commentators way over by the dugout and not the main ones, guys, right in front of the ring, but. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the Karate Kid Part Three. If karate used defend honor, karate means something. The first was a fight for his teacher. The second was a fight for his honor. Now he must face his greatest challenge. The karate kid jump. Part 3, The Legend Lives On. Rated PG. Opens Friday at theaters everywhere. This came out in 1989. All right, let's go to IMDb. Ostracized villain John Kreese attempts to gain revenge on Daniel and Miyagi with the help of Vietnam War comrade, the wealthy owner of a toxic waste disposal business. Good old IMDb, straight to the point. Uh, Google, 
Cobra Kai karate instructor John Kreese is still brooding over the defeat handed to him by Daniel LaRusso and Mr. Miyagi. With his slime, <laughs> with his slimy partner Terry Silver, Kreese plans to an intricate payback plan that involves hiring a mean-spirited ringer to rob Daniel of his championship title when Mr. Miyagi refuses to train Daniel. Even under threat, the boy makes the mistake of turning to Terry for guidance. Well, that, of course, Google always tells you the whole movie. All right, this was again directed, I believe, by John G. Alvidson, produced by Jerry Wintraub, written by Robert Mac- Mark. Robert Mark Kamen, sorry, uh, starring Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Martin Coe, Thomas Ian Griffin, which I believe this was his first film role, and Sean Kanan, and uh, what the fuck was her name? Oh, Red. <laughs> uh, Robin Lively, who I didn't know was Blake Lively's half-sister. And she's also related to uh, Rusty from European Vacation. That's her brother. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Poor Rusty, man. I only seen him in like two movies. No, three movies. And I know he's still out there doing it, but I just watched European Vacation. <laughs> uh, that's that's one more movie than I've seen him in because I only know him from that in uh, Night of the Creeps. <laughs> yeah, that one. Ah. All right. What did you think of the Karate Kid Part 3? Alright, when I first saw this, I was I was like, okay, I mean they're just beating this story into the ground. Um, I don't know how old Ralph Macchio was at this time. I know he was pretty old in the first film. Yeah, the crazy thing I found out, uh, what is his name? Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, who played Terry Silver, is four months younger than him. Cause he, I guess. Well, he looked old. He was playing an older guy, so well, he had to be. He was in Vietnam with, uh, with what's his name, uh, uh John Kreese. Was that is that his first name, John? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, I love, I love the ending. I love what happens, and it, it's sad in between. But man, was he just a fucking whiny bitch through this whole movie and he seemed like he was on drugs or speed or something he always talking real fast all right i i I know you weren't gonna help me but come on just just show me this one i was like what slow the fuck down didn't he seem a little heavier in this yeah he seemed just a little little heavy not not a lot but that's what was taking me out of this um i love this movie i mean i'm not saying anything negative to where I hate it, but it, he just got on my nerves. Uh, the first time I watched it and all the other watches, even after this last rewatch and everything in between, he always got on my nerves. I was like, ah, cause he was just so high strung and he was just, he wasn't himself, uh, obviously. And I liked that because I was thinking, well, now what are they going to do? We already, he already won the championship. He went to Japan to defend uh, the girl. And then now we're going to do it. What are we doing here? Uh, the, we find out he's only has to fight in the main event uh, of the All Valley Karate Championship, and I was like, okay. And then, then, then we got uh, Sensei Crease just fucking 
uh, got kicked out. His whole Cobra Kai all got kicked out uh, of the All Valley. Um, his business, no one was getting. His bills were piling up. He was just looking like a hobo, but he still had his place, and he was basically given given up on everything. So I liked that story on what he was. And then as the other new characters came into, did it need uh, Robin Lively, Jessica Andrews? No. Yeah. And <laughs> interesting thing I found out about that. The reason why the relationship made no sense is for one, Ralph Macchio was, I guess just had gotten married at the time. So he didn't, he wanted their relationship on screen to be friends only. And then I guess the other thing was he was 27 and Robin Lively was 16 at the time. So, well, there you go. Yeah. She just not even had her in the movie. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, she, she didn't serve a purpose other than made those pots for the the little bonsai trees. Yeah, and got kicked in the stomach. That's yeah. that's about it. She didn't she didn't do anything. And uh, if it wasn't for her, the when they went to go get the tree, little bonsai tree, the original one of the original bonsai trees, they wouldn't have dropped it. Ah, uh, that that's Daniel's fault, man. How are you gonna go sell the one thing that he brought from Okinawa? <laughs> but I mean, I love the film. I mean, it is what it is. I, I liked all the fighting in between, but um, fucking Terry Silver, man, that that he fucking was badass. I loved him in this film. And uh, remember, to, if you guys aren't up on Cobra Kai, man, remember Terry Silver. Remember him. <clears throat> Uh, Mike Barnes, uh, Sean, is it Cannon or Canon or? I think it's Kanan. Kanan. He's badass. I mean, I, th- I thought, I don't know if he's a, a legit fighter, but uh, he came off as a good bad guy. I uh, think I read he, at the time of filming, he was a green belt. So okay. he, he, they said he had more experience than anybody in, in the movies combined. Yeah, because all the other ones I've seen, they were. When you watch them now, I mean, they are, they are moving pretty slow. <laughs> but uh, Terry Silver, man, he looked like he, he was legit. I mean, all his kicks and moves and everything look look, look flawless. Or maybe he's that good of an actor. But um, This one, again, uh, the, the story is Daniel's just got to defend his, his title. But he's kind of getting away from it. Uh, his mom, she... Went back to Newark to take care of Uncle Louie. We finally got to see him. Only then mentioned him in the first movie. <laughs> so uh, Lucille, that's pretty much we only see her. Daniel's uh, living with, basically living with Mr. Miyagi. Because um, they built that little house uh, guest room uh, in the second film. And uh, Miyagi's just doing what he's doing. But the apartment that he was working at uh, seems like they kicked everybody out. Uh, that one little neighbor lady from the very first movie, she she made a return. Uh, Mrs. Milo on here, Francis Bay. She comes back. Uh, for you Seinfeld fans, she's the one that uh, uh, Jerry stole that marble rye from. Give me, give me a you dirt, you old bag. Uh, if you guys remember <laughs> that one, <laughs> I love that movie, that show. Um, so yeah, the, the he didn't doesn't have his job anymore at, at that apartment because they're renovating. I assume new new owners bought it, so they, he everybody got kicked out. He got fired, and he was trying to figure out what he was going to do. Daniel, I assume he wasn't working or doing anything. He was just helping. Daniel never had a job. 
No. I mean, he did he go to college after the second one? Because he had all that money to do it. But I don't know how much you can do with 600 bucks because <laughs> that's what he had. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that, so there, Daniel's idea was let's open up a little bonsai store and Miyagi like, all right, cool. But first he didn't want to, but then he was like, all right, we'll go along. And then this is when we're introduced to Jessica Andrews. She has a little pottery shop across the street. Daniel's trying to get something going with her, but then nothing, it almost does, but then she gets phone call from her old boyfriend. So that's just, let's just be friends. You're in the friend zone. So that, that all can be it. And all yeah, that was pointless. Happened, yeah, it happened so quick too. It was all pointless. So she she was obviously in love. We're, we're giving her a little too much time, but she was obviously in love with her her former boyfriend. To just all right, I'm gonna go back and we're gonna give it another shot. Uh, ladies, even you guys out there, man, just if it's done, it's done. I mean, I know it does. You can go back and it does help, but hey, this ain't the the love doctor returns. But anyway, uh. So her character is really nothing. She's just there and in the way. <laughs> so there's no love interest. And I mean, good thing, good for Ralph Macchio. He didn't want to. Well, I guess she was 16, so like nothing could happen. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Why would they cast a 16 year old as his love interest? Different times in the 80s. Again. <laughs> Come on now, Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know, but. Um, so that's pretty much the the story of Daniels and Miyagi's. So they're trying to just keep their uh, keep their keep the toes tapping. Uh, in comes, uh, I mean, John Kreese is. It starts off. They end. Uh, they show um, <clears throat> Sensei Kreese uh, just rock bottom. Business is about to go under. And I thought it was his, but this is when we find out that he actually Terry Silver, his friend. That he did his war buddy from Vietnam, he owned that place. Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of explanation, I believe, in the next season of Cobra Kai. All right, save it all. We'll, we'll get there, everyone. Okay. okay. <laughs> I got a lot to say about that. Um, so yeah, we find out he's just he's just giving up because he's they got booted out of the tournament uh, league or whatever it is, and no one, he, no students. So he's like, man, fuck it, I'm throwing in the towel. He goes to Terry Silver, tells him we find Terry Silver's his buddy, and he's a millionaire. Um, I don't know if he's dealing in nuclear waste. That's just something that a little scene that happened during some dialogue. I mean, he's, he's some kind of some kind of businessman, uh, but he's like a shady businessman, and that's how a lot of them are. So that's yeah, how the rich stay rich. <laughs> there's a scene where they're talking about. Uh a judge and he was like, Oh, who's official who's judging whatever and they say it is and he was like, Oh, we'll just bribe him like usual and we'll have him over for dinner. We'll 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 make his favorite dish. So he, he's yeah, he's a little on the shady side. <laughs> yeah, so I mean they don't really go into what his business is, so that's just kinda he's there. That's that's his character. So he obviously has the money to to do whatever he wants. So he's like, nah, he's because he tells Crease uh, like, here, man, here's the keys to the dojo. I, I'm, I'm out of here. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And Terry Silver's like, nah, man, I bought that for you. It's yours, free and clear. Don't worry about it. And he goes, here, man, you just go get yourself here. You're going to Tahiti. He goes, your, your flight leaves in a couple hours. Here, just go and have fun and do what you got to do. He goes, don't worry, I'll, uh, I'll figure this all out. 
Because did he come? I mean, this is something really quick. Did 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 Kreese go there and tell him that because of Daniel and Miyagi, everything fell apart? Or did that, he? That, that came later on the the phone call. Okay, because I was like, all right. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Well, I'm I figured assuming, Terry Silver should have knew all this was going on. Yeah, I figured there was something possibly said off screen because it kind of felt like he wanted to when, when they had the phone call when John Kreese is in Tahiti getting getting rubbed down by some women. Um, I kind of felt like maybe there was something said that ju- they just did it off screen and because it kind of seemed like he wanted to know more about the situation. All right. So obviously they, they said something to each other to where Terry Civil came up with this plan to uh, take down Daniel because from Daniel, he gets the, the call of like, hey, you only have to fight in the final match to defend your title. He doesn't have to go through the whole uh, tournament thing. So he's like, he just wanted to do it. But Miyagi's like, no, nah, we we did the first one because we had to prove uh, to, to the Cobra Kai and everything mm-hmm. and to everyone else. Um, that was why they were doing it and for that one. This one, he was like, you don't need to do it. This is, this. there's there's no point for you to go in there and, and fight. But Daniel was like, oh, come on, I just want to defend my title. I only got to fight this one fight. Go in there, we will do good and we'll do it. And then Miyagi's like, well, you can do it if you want, but I'm against it and I'm not going to train you. So Daniel's just, ah, this is when he's all the, ah, the bitchy complaining Daniel through the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And then little dates with the little meetups with uh, Jessica, nothing happens. So, uh, so the the build of the the plan from uh, Terry Silver was all right. I'm gonna worm my way into Daniel's life, and then uh, to to where Daniel can trust uh, Terry Silver, and then that's how he's gonna get it get and get good with him, and then we're gonna go proceed with the plan. And then in, in enters Mike Barnes. But before all that, uh, Daniel is just, he, she's, he's going to try to train, but Miyagi just, he's not having it. Um, <clears throat> but he does uh, end up uh, getting some, uh, he rents out a, a little studio place for where they can uh, sell their trees and everything. So that 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 worked that worked out. Miyagi was kind of against it for a second, but then he's like, "All right, man, cool." Because he's like, "Here, man, here's the lease. You can sign this, and and you're the owner." And then he's reading it, and he goes, "Well, you got to be on this lease too, because we're gonna be partners." And then, yeah, cool, awesome. So the the business is gonna start to roll, and then <clears throat> uh, here in uh, during when Terry Silver they they brought in uh, they he finds out who. Uh, the, in one of those kung fu magazines, the karate magazine was the karate's bad boy, and it was a picture of Mike Barnes. So he's like, "All right, I got this guy. This is the guy I'm going to bring in to uh, help us with the plan." Uh, Mike Barnes shows up. He meets Terry Silver, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll give you this much money to uh, help help us what we're doing." And then he's like, "Oh, I've been thinking if I can't remember exactly how much. I think it was an awesome like ten grand or something like that." Uh, no, 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 he, uh, a percentage, twenty five percent of the uh, karate Cobra Kai dojos. Yeah, and then he goes, "No, I've been thinking. Uh, I want fifty percent." <laughs> so, and he goes, "Well, I can't do that." And then 
He's like, well, all right, well, I'm out of here then. And then so Terry's like, all right, all right. Yeah, 50%. And, and I like how Terry Silver is going with um, Matt Barnes off of seeing his picture in a magazine. That's it. He doesn't have to see anything else. The magazine says he's the bad boy of karate, so that's my guy. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have time to go into it. But I, the, and then he goes, all right, well, all right, well, you're going to be working here with the uh, snakes or whatever that guy's name was. What the fuck was his name? Snake uh, and... Uh, oh, it is Snake. <laughs> okay, a question, because I, I, I did a lot of... Uh, like I don't know why I just I, I went into this rabbit hole of like looking at information at this movie on IMDb. It said this this guy that plays Snake, uh, he he tried out for the role of Matt Barnes, but got the role of Snake. And in IMDb, it says that he is Terry Silver's son. I never felt like he was his son. Wait, who who is his son? They're saying if you look at the trivia in IMDb, the, the guy that plays Snake tried out for the part of Matt oh, Barnes. But okay, they, they they wrote it, they wrote the part for him because they wanted him to be in the movie, and it says it's supposed to be Terry Silver's son. I never got that. I didn't either. I thought it was just two little cronies that he hired. Because it was Snake and Dennis. Dennis didn't have one line in the whole movie. But. Uh, Dennis is, uh, I believe uh, he owns uh, karate dojos in real life. Like, he's actually a real deal. Well, why didn't he do anything? Or was he just one of the trainers? Because he, he didn't do, well, he threw in a couple punches, but then he got thrown into a shelf, and that was it. Uh, he was just quiet, standing in the back, came in if they needed him. Snake was a fucking asshole act. I'll bring him up when we get to the end, but fuck. Oh, man, I hated that guy with those extra medium tight shirts. And, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck those motherfuckers. Oh, if you want to be bad, Snake's the one to be bad with. Oh, fuck. <laughs> those are the fuckers we beat up at school because they acted like that, man. They thought they were better than you and talked down at you. And if you're not buff, don't wear tight ass shirts. Man, oh, fuck. Fuck Snake. Yeah, um, like it was the tight shirts and the little gold chain and no, his <laughs> <a> little convertible. <laughs> those were the guys we beat up, I man. Because they were assholes. I wasn't one of those guys that were looking for fights. But when you got motherfuckers like Snake coming at you all the time, talking shit and cut your hair and you're fucking, I always thought I was Mexican for some reason. But all right, but yeah, those motherfuckers. We always ended up fighting those dudes. Yeah, and those chains, man. I'm I'm just not one for for jewelry. I, mean, I I barely wear my wedding band. <laughs> yeah, and I, I felt like he was trying to do the voice too. Like that that line I just said with Terry Silver was like, if you want to be bad, he's the one to be bad with. And Snake was like, you know it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing against uh, Jonathan uh, Abelson or however you say his last name. He sold the role. He played a good part, but just the... The asshole that's like, maybe he's not even like that in real life. I hope he's not. But, <laughs> man, I hated that. I hated him the most out of everybody in this movie. Yeah, if he was Terry's son, maybe they should have played more into that and just got rid of the whole Jessica character. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, once they kind of get into it and then 
is when Mike Barnes and uh, Dennis and Snakes show up to uh, to the little uh, bonsai shop because uh, Jessica and uh, Daniel are in there, kind of setting up, and they they're like, "Hey, man, uh, we really uh, we need we want to know if you're gonna. We heard you're not gonna fight this year." And he's like, uh, no. And then that's when Mike Barnes comes in. He's like, look, man, I need your title. And he's like, what? And he goes, well, go in the end of the tournament and fight for it. And he's like, no, I need your title. Like, he needs to win it from Daniel. So he's like, well, no. And Daniel's just fucking just pussified. Just always looked like he was getting ready to get hit. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one shoulder comes up and his neck starts to go back. I was like, oh, Fuck, come on, Daniel. Man, you just fought for your life uh, in Okinawa. Like, sh- like a week, maybe a week passed because in the, when when uh, the Sensei Kreese was flying out to Tahiti, he was going into the airport as Daniel and Mr. Miyagi were coming mm-hmm. back from Okinawa. So he must have ate a lot of sushi and rice or something on the plane because he Daniel did puff up a little yeah. on the plane ride back. Um. But we did find out that, uh, what's her name, uh, Kumiko, or I think that was her name. She was going to come, but then she got a job or whatever, so she ain't coming. Yeah, she got accepted to a dance studio in Tokyo. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, no more of her. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's the story right now. So once Mike Barnes and those guys come in, they realize it. Uh, snakes in the gang start start to snake <laughs> they, they start you know it oh fuck i fucking punch him in his face just for that no they they that's when they start torturing daniel they pop up here and there uh one of the other times they pop up to the um well daniel's still trying to get miyagi to do it miyagi's like no he, he's not but um while Daniel is kind of training in uh, in the back of Miyagi's house, uh, Mike Barnes comes in, and uh, I don't know, we. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Miyagi and Daniel were at uh, his house, and uh, uh, Terry Silver shows up, and mm-hmm. he's he's in a jeans and a sweatshirt. He comes in and uh, wants to let them know that uh, he just got the word. He just buried. Uh, John Kreese, because he know his sensei sent him to uh, to them to ask for um, forgiveness or whatever. Yeah, he had a very believable story. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he goes, he, he uh, John Kreese dishonored uh, the Cobra Kai, so he goes. His sensei sent him to to offer them uh, their apologies and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's when he told him, "Oh yeah, he I buried him this morning." So like, oh man, well I'm sorry for your friend and. Uh, apology accepted, so we're all good. So that's kind of how he 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 meets Miyagi and Daniel, uh, and along the way, uh, Daniel's still trying to throw his game down on Jessica. And at this point, she didn't bring up the boyfriend yet. So Daniel or Terry's riding by. Hey, man, what's up? And then they're kind of talking, and uh, he finds out that he's training. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm kind of doing this one on my own." Because he was like, "Oh, uh, you training for the for the All Valley?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, tell me, I'll get you to train you this and that." I can't remember exactly what he said. Leg sweeps. Goes, yeah, because they're, they're sucker for that in these tournaments. And he goes, "Oh, I'm kind of doing this on my own." And he's like, "Oh, all right. Well, I got a book, and maybe I'll drop a by and let you learn." He's like, "Okay, cool." So he kind of takes off. All right, we're back at the house now. Other things in between were going on, but nothing really to, to build up to add to the story. So 
Daniel's in the back of the house. Mike Barnes shows up, and then uh, they kind of get into it a little. Mike's, I mean, Mike's just throwing things, punches, and everything. Daniel as well, but Mike's just blocking them all. Like, all right, that's cool, that's better. <laughs> and then, and he, he basically, he would have got his ass beat. But then, Terry uh, said, go ahead. Love, I love this scene so much because Daniel's so fucking weak. Because you're right. He's like, yeah, better. He's, as Daniel's throwing punches, yeah, that's better. And then he punches Matt in the face. And it, the punch is so weak that all Matt does is say, he says, don't do that. Oh. like, what the fuck? Matt, uh, Mike. Oh, Mike. I was like, who's Matt? <laughs> is it Mike Barnes? I think it's I've been calling him Matt the whole time. It's Mike Barnes. Yeah. I, I, that makes me laugh every time he, Daniel punches him straight in the face and he just says, don't do that. Yeah, he does. He like just look. barely, he takes it like a champ. <laughs> and he just looks and he does it one more time. And that's when he starts putting the beating on, on Daniel. So while that's going on, uh, Terry Silver comes in and he, go, and then <clears throat> he grabs him and the, oh, he like, he grabs him and kind of pulls him off. And then he holds the back of his head and he goes, if I see you, ever see you around this kid again, that's it. And then he like gets the book and poof, he holds the book up, <laughs> punches the book or like palms the book and it hits Mike in the face. And then he kind of kicks him in the butt and then he leaves. And then, oh, here's that book I wanted to show you. And it's like, oh, and then he goes, yeah, just do the leg sweep. So he's kind of, they, they train for a little quick and show him how to do it. And he, he sweeps, uh, Terry Silver. He goes, all right, man. He goes, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know, man, I'm I'm open, reopening uh, Cobra Kai, and we're going to try to set things straight here. So if you ever need some place to train, come let me know. He goes, all right, cool. So uh, more altercations with uh, Mike Barnes and uh, Snakes and, and Dennis. <clears throat> They're back at uh, the shop again because they go in there uh, and um, – they they get in they get into it again, and then this is when because uh, they didn't really fight or anything that first time. No, it was just arguing. Yeah, and telling them, yeah, I need your I need, I need your title. So this time they come in and then they go. Oh, he goes, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to because they give him the, the the form to fill out, and he's like, I ain't doing it. So he tears it up, and they're like, All right, man. So they start uh, kind of destroying the place. So um, yeah. <clears throat> Daniel gets into it uh, with them. Is this when Jessica gets kicked? Yeah, first, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, trainer, trainer guy. Can't remember his name. Not Snake, but the other dude. He he is taken out by Daniel, which I thought was pretty fucking weak. Oh, he Dennis. Just, <laughs> yeah, Dennis gets taken out. Then I think Snake's about to jump in, and that's when she like. Hits him in the stomach with a bowl of mac and cheese, and that takes care of Dennis, or not Dennis, a snake. <laughs> and uh, that's when uh, Mike decided decides to kick her in the stomach. <laughs> oh man! So, so yeah, so they're they're going at it back and forth, and then um, Miyagi comes in to to save the day, basically, because yeah. Mike was uh, throwing the kicks and everything at him, and Daniel was just just taking the hits like it like it was nothing. <laughs> no, no, he was taking them, but he, he just wasn't doing anything. I was like, "Come on, dude, what are you doing?" Because uh, yeah, when he threw snakes <clears throat> into the to the shelf, 
Because Daniel's just bitching and crying. Snake pushes him, swings. Daniel kicks him in the chest, throws him into some shells. He goes down. Here comes Snake. Snake gets hit by Jessica and a bowl of mac and cheese. Mike Bonds looks <laughs> like her, kicks her in the stomach. She goes down. And then Mike and Daniel go at it. Mike, Daniel strikes first, and Mike is just blocking it all. Then he starts with the front kicks, with the kicks, and then he boots him in front kick into the, I don't know, some kind of little shelf or something. He goes down. This is when he's punching him in the face and he's telling him to stop. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I was like, you're, Daniel, you're so weak. Mike hands him another form to pick up the sign that Daniel takes it and burns or tears it. And then Mike socks him in the gut, uh, gives him a, a kick. And he, Daniel's laying on the ground. And this is when uh, Miyagi comes in. And all right, right here. Fucking snake. Uh, you know um, it. <laughs> he comes in and, and does it like a weak ass, slow ass punch at Miyagi. Miyagi blacks, blocks that, throws him down, and Mike jumps in and he's throwing punches and, and everything at Miyagi. Miyagi's just basically blocking him and then uh, kicks uh, Mike Barnes out, uh, out of the shop. Uh, Snake and Dennis and Mike jump in their little uh, Corvette and they're doing donuts. Uh, in the street and being all stupid, and then they all yelling some some obscene shit and take off and almost get hit by an Amtrak train. <laughs> uh, Jessica's sitting there holding her stomach. Miyagi's like, "All right, guys, it's all over. Let, let let's go in." So, and again, this is I mean, just the 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 bitchiness of Daniel. He's still trying to come on, man. Let, let's do it. Miyagi's like, eh, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, this is when uh, Daniel's like, man, fuck it. All right, I'm gonna go to uh <clears throat> to uh, Cobra Kai and see if I can get some lessons from Terry Silver. Uh, well, first, uh, they when they get back to the house, they find out that uh, they had stolen all their uh, bonsai trees. And oh, that, that's right. Yeah, we get more more scenes of Daniel crying and complaining <laughs> as Mister Miyagi is like, oh, I'm just gonna go fishing. <laughs> yeah, because earlier, I mean, before. Uh, they, he does uh, show him where the original bonsai tree that he brought back from Okinawa, and uh, I think it was, what was that Devil's Cauldron or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, some little big pit that goes down the, by the ocean, and because uh, it's it's hard to get to. So, <clears throat> so they they that's we kind of know that we know that's there because then he was Miyagi told me yeah this this is one of the original trees so it's 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 really expensive. So he goes, that's why I put it way down there where no one can get to it. So Daniel's like, all right. And then uh, he just keeps trying to get Miyagi. And Miyagi's like, nah, I'm not going to help you. Yeah, they go back to the house. All the shit's stolen. And the, the, just the um, the the form to fill out to, to enter the tournament. And Daniel's like, ah, I'm going to the cops and, and this and that. And then that's when Miyagi goes fishing. So at this time, he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to. Terry Silver and have him uh, train me uh, to it. So he goes there and then they kind of just start doing some warm up stuff. And uh, they're all right, good, man. He goes, you, you know what you're doing. So uh, let's do it. And then he goes, all right. He goes, but he kind of like grills him. He goes, look, um, if you're going to, if I'm going to help you train, you you need to do what I say and not. Mm-hmm. Basically, not question it and and everything. If if you want to if you want to win, this is this is what we're gonna do. So, are you all right with that? And they're like, all right, cool. And they're like, all right, good. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And he goes, the answer you're looking for is yes, sir. 
motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, motherfucker. <laughs> so he's like, all right, yeah, yes, sir. So, all right, so they start uh, doing with this. I'm like, like a fighter can't fight if uh, he can't breathe. It was either can't breathe or can't. No, I think it was can't breathe first. And that's no, can't like, can't stand. Oh, can't. Yeah, that's right. Can't stand. So, uh, I guess not break their legs, but <laughs> I guess come close to it. Uh, it was before he did. Oh, I was like, no, this is when he introduced. Uh, he goes, this is for this is for extreme measures. We got to do some extreme training. So we're gonna. I'm gonna do something that I created called uh, Quicksilver, and it was just the lessons. Yeah, and the first lesson: if a man can't fight, if he can't stand, so he wanted to. He had this little to steel frame dummy looking thing or two by fours for legs and arms. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know how thick those uh, pieces of wood for the head and, and the chest. Uh, probably like fence or not like slats for fences or something. I, I don't know what kind of wood it is, but I know those two before two by fours. I ain't no joke. <laughs> so I wouldn't try that. So Daniel's like trying to do it. Just trying to, he goes, yeah, kick here. And he's barefooted. Trying to try to do this, try to do that, and then he Daniel just not doing it, and he's like, "Come on, man, this is this is a little extreme, man. I mean, what what are you doing?" And then he's like, Terry's like, "All right." So he looks at it, and then he just says <laughs> the shit he was yelling and, and fucking just breaks breaks the boards. Um. Let me see. Okay, I'm watching it right now. He does the the fists first before he does the legs. He's punching because uh, uh, the the face because because when he was going, well, you gotta you gotta fight more harder in this one because last time is different. He goes, you last time you weren't fighting this, and this is when he turns the picture around and says, "Karate's bad boy," and it's a picture of uh, Mike Barnes. So he has him punching it. He goes, "Yeah, just give him uh, like uh, a man can't fight if he can't see." So he's just giving him straight shots to that face. Daniel's doing that, and he just his knuckles start bleeding. So these make, are just, believe, make believe it's his blood. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. What? Well, okay. Then I'm going. I'm jumping forward now. I told this, but yeah, he tried to sweep the legs. He couldn't do it, and everything. And uh. So he was like when he when it were, when he was done for the day he went back to um uh to the house and he was like ah, and then he took his shoe off and his, his foot was instantly all bruised. Um, Miyagi came in because he kind of realized that he was limping. So he goes, "Hey, what's what's the matter?" And he goes, oh, "I'm nothing. I'm just training, doing some sit ups." And he goes, "What's wrong with foot?" And he he had his foot hiding under the blanket, so he pulled the the blanket back and. He goes, oh man, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't know. And so he brought out the the foot powder and dumped it in some hot water, and it and it helped it heal all of this ancient uh, Japanese secret stuff that he's got. So he's like, he was all good with that. Uh, he oh he did his elbow uh, uh the second time. Yeah, if a man can't breathe, he can't fight. Yeah, so that's when he was uh, hitting the elbows into the, into the, <clears throat> into the little wood frame. So I mean that that's, I know guys can do that, but uh, I don't know if you want to start right with it. But I, I I I that's what I liked about Terry Silver's character and what he was doing. 
he was building he was building him up getting him to to do all that so uh was it after this one where he kind of goes off on him kind of makes him feel like i'm wasting my time with you yeah and then he hides around the corner and he, daniel's like hitting a board and he's just like <laughs> sitting there snickering and yeah because he, yeah he got mad because daniel was doing it he was like ah. he seemed like he wasn't trying and he's like man because if, if you're not gonna do what i tell you man it's like wasting my time and then he kind of storms out and and just he, he knows what he's doing because then he can hear daniel you see him and he's like all right and then he's still trying to hit that thing and break the boards but he can't so uh terry silver knows all right i got him he's doing doing what i'm saying so but in the meantime, he, he's just—he's all—he's getting all beat up and fucked up because the second time, where with his elbow, he's got it resting in, in that stuff—the little the powder that Miyagi had—and then Miyagi comes in and then he's like, she knocks the uh, the board or the the bowl over because Miyagi's just knocking. Hey, what are you doing to yourself? And this is when Daniel just snaps on him. He's like, look, man, if you're not if you're not gonna help me. Uh, don't or whatever, but just don't give him shit. Or I mean, what, he just like screamed at him, and this was the part that got me because Miyagi just—I mean, if, if, up to this point, Miyagi has given Daniel everything, and then Daniel just snapped on him, and then he, he then he was like, just basically leave me alone if you're not going to help me. And then Miyagi turns and looks, and he's like crying. I was like, "Oh, yeah." And this is a character through almost three movies has kept his cool. You kind of went out. What was that? Oh, I said um, this is a character after after three movies that's kept his cool. Yeah, because he was just cool, cool as as a cucumber this whole time, but. I mean, I really felt it, man. I was like, oh, man. I mean, I mean, just thinking of the past two movies. And then Daniel was just like, fucking asshole. But, so he kept on training. <clears throat> and then Daniel finally, at one point, just snapped. And was like, ah, oh, yeah. Then he, because he, he wanted to prove it. Because then that's when he just finally, she broke both of the, the two by fours with, with the legs. He broke the arms. He broke the... The little chest board, and then bah, then he broke the the face one, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah." So Terry realized, "All right, I got him to where I want him. Daniel can can do all this." And then Daniel's like, "Oh yeah," he walks out of there, and he's all big, high and mighty. He ends up going on a date with Jessica uh, to some dance club. And Danny, man, man, this kid cannot dance. I can't dance either, everyone. But. <laughs> hey, he, his mom taught him. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they're out there dancing. Uh, Terry Silver shows up, kind of whispers around to some guy, basically, you know, go pick a fight with this kid. And then, so that guy comes up and tries to get Jessica to dance and they're like, Hey man, she's with me. And then that guy's, Oh, she's with me now or whatever the hell he says. And then he kind of gets into it and Daniel just hauls, don't even think about it. Just, blah! you know, he, uh, Terry Silver shows up and goes, Hey man, what are you doing here? He goes, Hey, you told me you were going to be here. Remember? And they're like, Oh, and that's when that dude pops in there. And it starts up. And then Daniel just just clocks him in the face real quick. And that guy falls down. 
Daniel grabs Jessica as they go running out of there. And then this, that guy's like, hey. Then the security goes, oh, my nose is broke. And he goes, oh, yeah, sure is. Hey, where's that dude with my money? Because uh, Daniel and uh, basically left uh, Jessica there. Because Daniel and Terry Silver just hauled ass and ran out of there. And then they were like, oh, man. He goes, that was beautiful. You didn't even think. And then he just. And Daniel's like, oh, man, I need to go back in there. Ah, what did he do? And they're like, what are you doing? No, come on, man. That was good. And then Daniel's next scene, you see him on the phone talking to the hospital. I need to know his name. I just want to let him know I'm going to pay for it. I'm the guy that, I'm the guy that broke his nose. And and he just thought, just put him on the phone, God damn it. And then they hang up on her, and then he's just fucking flipping out. Mr. Miyagi comes in, and he's like, he goes, I'm just... I did everything, all, all the stuff you trained me. I did the opposite. He goes, I'm just, he was just so frustrated at this point. He goes, I don't know what I'm doing. And then Miyagi's just, there he is, man. He's just, again, calm, just trying to calm him down and everything. And he goes, I, he goes, I, I just, I can't do it, man. I, I got to stop. And he goes, man, I've been, and this is where he was like, just, he was just talking so fast. I, I just got to do something tonight, man. And Miyagi's, well, can't I wait till tomorrow? He's like, no, no, let me let me just do this and, and, and we'll be all good. I, I gotta do it now. And he was like, all right. So Daniel goes to to Cobra Kai. He walks in there, he's looking around. Terry Silver's in there, uh, doing some kicks and stuff. And then he starts talking to him. He's like, Hey man, thank you so much. And but uh I'm not gonna need your training anymore. And then this is when he gets into him, gets in his face, and he goes, Man. He goes, uh, you're gonna be. He goes, he goes. I'm just, not, I'm not gonna fight. And he's telling him, he goes, you're, you're gonna get in that in, on that mat, and you're gonna fight. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, you, you can't make me do what I don't want to do. He goes, I've been making you do every all kinds of stuff uh, when you since you've met me, stuff that you didn't want to do. And then, I mean, thinking about it, really, he made him break up that little two by four man. Mm-hmm. And and just put all this crazy shit in his head. That's why he socked that dude in the face and didn't even think about it. But that was the Cobra Kai way: strike for strike first, strike hard. And he just clocked him and broke his nose. So he's like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna no, no, no." And he goes, "I'm not gonna do it." And then he goes, "All right, man, let, let's show him uh, how we're gonna make him do it." And then this is when Mike Barnes comes walking out. And he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> so he's like. You're gonna turn and run away, and uh, the cutout of uh, <laughs> of uh, of John Kreese, if you guys remember from the first film, it's still there. <laughs> so he, as he's trying to walk out the door, Kreese pops out behind him, going rah rah, and then he's getting all scared, and uh, he's like, "They, uh, he's fucking three against one right here." He's like, I, I, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight," and then. He's like, oh, yeah. And then fucking uh, Mike Barnes just steps into it. You know what's, what's hilarious is Daniel tries to sweep the leg horribly. Because <laughs> what he's telling him is he goes, let's show Mr. Crease how he's going to get his business back. And he goes, he goes, I'm not going to fight. You can't make me. He goes, you don't have to fight. You can just stand there and let him kick your ass. <laughs> So yeah, he does Dan, but Daniel does strike first. He tries to sweep weak ass. I'm watching this, everyone. Yeah. Weak ass sweep. He like just barely moves his leg. Mike, uh, Mike Barnes is already in a stance. All he does is just lift his leg like a few inches off, and that weak ass sweep. Even if he did connect and he didn't lift his leg, he wouldn't have done no kind of damage. So he grabs him. Mike grabs him. 
has him up against the wall and starts socking him in the stomach, and Daniel's not even trying to fight. So he kind of pushes him towards the door, and then <clears throat> Mike goes and runs out to go get him. And this is when, uh, which is kind of goofy, Mike comes flying back through the doors. And then he goes falling onto the mat, and here comes Mr. Miyagi. You got that super strength. I guess. <laughs> he flew in like, head first uh, through the doors. And Miyagi comes in, and Mike kind of kind of just steps to the side. Uh, no, he no. Mike uh, goes after uh, after Miyagi because when he walks in, this is when Terry goes, "Oh, here's the, here's the big war hero." And then he sees John Kreese, and at this point, they thought he was dead, and we were we obviously knew he was alive. Mike takes a swing at uh, Miyagi. He grabs him and throws him against the wall. He hits the lights, and lights go out. Uh, John and um, <clears throat> and Terry Silver staring at each other. And I love when they bow. Party time! I'm like, oh, come on, <laughs> they better do that in season four. <laughs> but, so uh, um, Terry Silver, he's he's rolls his sleeves up. He's ready to get into this, and John's like, "We're all friends." And then Miyagi. I mean, even all right, <laughs> John Kreese right here with his little. Sorry, ass stance. His fists, okay, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Picture this, everyone. His fists are like a few inches away from his face. I mean, I don't know how much power you can get from that, but I don't know. It's a movie. So he's ready. He throws a punch at Miyagi. He blocks it and then kicks him in the face <laughs> and then slam tripped his leg and slams him down. And then Crease uh, throws more kicks at him. He's blocking them all, and uh, Miyagi kind of gives him a, a knee to the gut, hits him in the back with an elbow, then throws him to the mat. And this this part's badass. <laughs> Terry Silver jumps in going, Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> He's gearing him up. And then Miyagi's just looking at him. Terry's just doing all these crazy-ass, dumb-ass moves. And, but I love this line. Come on, little man. Let's see how re- how good you really are, because <laughs> Terry's legit right here, man. He throws in a, a kick, and it's like perfect form. Miss Miyagi ducks. Uh, from what I understand, I think the 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 double for Miyagi is that Daryl Vidal guy, because I know he doubled him in the first film, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe he came. I didn't. I didn't really read into the into it on this one. But all the kick and everything. That's uh, what's Terry Silver's real name. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, I think. Yeah, I mean this. This is him, Valak. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's throwing left and rights, and he's missing. Uh, he, and Miyagi's still not doing nothing. He's just blocking and dodging. He throws a, a jump high kick. Miyagi just pushes him back. Terry's still winding up uh, on the mat. He's getting ready for a front kick. He misses, or he no. Miyagi like grabs the leg and uh, forces him down. He falls. And then he kind of sweeps the leg, and then Terry jumps back up. Miyagi still ain't even broke a sweat. All right, he throws a a right at Miyagi, kind of like a running right at Miyagi. Miyagi like basically ducks that, grabs him, spins him around, and throws him into one of the glass mirrors on the wall or that's up on the wall, and it breaks. And then the white paint that they were painting the walls falls down on top of him, and Miyagi just whoa. <laughs> and then Terry just starts screaming, You think that's it? I'm gonna open up Cobra Kai's all over the place and 
I'm even gonna teach for free and start yelling and fucking John Kreese fucking he didn't do shit. I mean he just took a couple a kick and a punch to the back and he jumps up and acts like he's all rough and tough. Yeah, he does that thing where he's like holding on to his shirt with both hands. Yeah, man, he's obviously sorry because <laughs> he he got taken care of quick. Terry Silver did more than he did, but <laughs> so this is when Dan. Now you're gonna train me, and he goes, "I." So loudly, like, "All right." So then you get into the whole montage of them uh, learning kata and training and all that. Finally, um, get to the Mike Barnes is just wrecking shop and training. Beats awesome. up poor Dennis. <laughs> That's right. They show him training, but uh, he's and your he's re- your boy is in the background smiling. <sighs> <laughs> fucking dope. But yeah, they show the montage of them Miyagi and Daniel training. They show uh, Mike Barnes doing his thing. And, and everything, and yeah, Snake's dumbass, and Dennis is getting beat up. <laughs> we finally get to the um, the final, uh, or to the tournament. Mike Barnes has already kicked that, kicked ass all the way uh, to the end. Um, but then he just has to fight uh, Daniel at the end for the for the main champion. Again, I as we talked about in the last episode, I don't understand the rules to this tournament because it seems like Mike should have never got this far because he was doing illegal shit on purpose. I mean, the whole time. I mean, I'm surprised they even during this match. I'm surprised they didn't stop it because I'm okay. One, the the legal punch to the face. All right, and then. Uh, a groin shot, okay. But there was other things in this where he was just beating the shit out of Dan. It didn't look like it was doing much damage, but you know, okay, I can see uh, that it is. So, <laughs> oh man. So, all right. Uh, I wish I would at least showed more of uh, Mike beating the shit out of everyone to get to this. And it seems like he was the only. Uh, well, I guess they could because that's what Miyagi did with Daniel. He, it was just him, one mm-hmm. student. So it was only, well, obviously, they didn't have any other students because everyone jumped ship on him. So it was just Mike Barnes that just whooped ass all the way through the tournament. We get to the final fight. Um, Hopefully, Daniel was nice and loose before he got in there because Mike just beat the shit out of I don't know how many guys before <laughs> he got this. And <laughs> so he's been fighting all day. So he he's fully warmed up and everything so they're about to because the the idea is, is what terry told him was look man he goes you first you get a point then you lose a point they do that back and forth until uh the time is up and then we're, we go into sudden death and then you get the point and then then we leave then we win so mike's like all right cool so he knows the plan uh they get up to onto the mat and they start fighting uh, Mike draws blood first with some kicks, misses, 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 throws a punch. Daniel just pushes out and jumps out of the ring. And uh, you, but you could you could see the fear in Daniel. He's not like he knows he's got to do what he's got to do, but he's like he doesn't really seem to me that he's not in it yet because he's got that that scared look in his face. Because Mike's got that I'm, I'm I'm about to fuck you up look. Cause yeah, cause he keeps going after him. He he gets Daniel again and chases him out of the ring, but then like gives him like a fucking a kidney shot in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and all right, everyone, um, these are not my words in this, 
But uh, this is when it gets racial. <laughs> uh, Terry Silver. Um, again, I didn't write this, and this is what they say in the for. <laughs> Crease uh, and Terry Silver are off to the side. Um, okay, really, really quick before I, I say what he said. Um, earlier in the film, uh, when John Crease was listening to his messages, the the All Valley people call him and said, "Look, um, you haven't paid your dues and you haven't done this, so you're out of it. You're out of you're out of the tournament, and good good luck with your life." Um, before the final match, Terry Silver got up there and gave this big ass speech, and we find out that he gave a a, a huge donation for for the whole tournament. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that he basically bought Cobra Kai's way back into it. Yeah, looking very rich with his ascot or whatever it is, a little scarf he has. <laughs> he had his slick back pug ponytail. <laughs> so. But he was up there, man. He's like a politician, man. He's just telling telling what the crowd wants to hear, saying that yeah, what I learned is uh, we're opening up more Cobra Di- Do- Cobra Kai dojos, and you're gonna learn how how I learned with uh, dignity and discipline and, and respect and all this shit that, that he's spilling out of his mouth, which we all know was wrong. <laughs> so and Dad, Daniel was like. <sighs> rolling his eyes, throwing his hands up in the air, listening to all this, and then, then we get into the fight. All right. Uh, Terry Silver and John Kreese are standing off to the side after uh, uh, Mike chases Daniel out of the ring again, out of, off the mat. Terry Silver goes, look over at the slope. And for those of you who don't know, <laughs> slope is a derog- derogatory term towards uh, Japanese people. <laughs> so I was in the 80s. Yeah, I was like, damn. And so um, so they're like, yeah. So they're like, all right, one point Barnes, get back in. Uh, again, Daniel's all scared. Uh, he Mike comes running in. He, he trips. Uh, Daniel trips uh, Mike. He falls down but jumps up really quick. Daniel tries to go in with, like, with a front kick, and uh, he grabs it. Mike grabs uh, Daniel's foot and then kicks him. Supposedly he kicks him in the balls, but you can clearly see it kicked him like on, on the inner thigh or something. So Daniel's falling down, holding his balls, rolling around on the ground. <laughs> uh, dumbass snake comes jumping into jumping onto him. Hey Danny boy, how are the family jewels? And I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> so he's kind of like in a in a push-up position. Daniel uh grabs his arm and pulls it down and snakes falls on his face and he tries to jump up like he's Mr. Get Bad and he's going to do something. And, but the, the ref jumps in, the same ref from the first film and the second film. Uh, he goes, get off the mat, get off the mat now. And then Snakes thinks he's all rough and tough with his extra medium tight-ass shirt and his big old gold chain. Um, <laughs> he he kind of he, he goes back and stands by Crease and, and Terry Silver and he gets in some pose like he's all legit. Like, bitch, you just got fucking <laughs> dealt with a hella quick on the mat, you dumbass. So, a legal groin kick, and uh, that costs uh, Barnes uh, a point. So, the score is 0-0. Daniel is limping around. Uh, Mike is ready uh, for more. Uh, again, 0-0. So, they get into fighting positions. Uh, Mike comes in with some punches. Dan just Daniel's just dodging them all, left, right, left, right, and then he finally gets uh, Daniel in the chest and gets the point. Daniel falls down, rolls out the mat. 
So Miyagi's still like, oh my God. Terry Silver <laughs> and those guys are all just enjoying it. Uh, the crowd is screaming, come on, Barnes. Come on, Daniel. Everyone's screaming for LaRusso. Uh, nothing's happened. Daniel's just like, look, looks like a man, like he's defeated. Can barely breathe. Mike is ready to come in. He comes in with a kick, misses. Uh, I like this right here. Because when Mike throws that kick, it was like a um like a roundhouse kick, but Daniel dodges it and he throws uh, Mike to the ground. He's onto the mat. So he's about to uh just I guess come in and lean for the point, but Mike holds up his leg and then uh kind of stops him so they they all right, stop the match at that point. Mike jumps up as he's walking to go get him over on his line and then Bah, gives uh, Daniel a right cross. <laughs> Again, I don't understand the rules because the only penalty is that he gets a point taken. <laughs> yeah, so it's a penalty point for uh, intentional face contact. <laughs> and he looks over at Terry Silver and he's like, perfect. So again, <laughs> the point that the, the, the Mike just got, he lost. Daniel still looks beat up. They're all ready to go. And then uh, Mike comes at him, basically chases Matt or Matt, uh, chases Danny or Daniel off the uh, the mat. And he goes falling into Terry Silver. And, he, and then Terry leans into him. Now the real pain begins, Danny boy. And then they all start laughing. <laughs> and Mike pushes him. And then they're all stupid. And they got to get back on their lines. Again, everyone's screaming and cheering for him. Miyagi's just looking down like, ah, oh, what the hell's going to happen here? So they get back into fighting positions. Um, Mike, okay, right here. He should have been disqualified a long time ago, but right here, he should for, for surely should have been kicked out. Mike in, Mike throws a punch. He misses. Dan, and he, Daniel throws one and misses. Uh, no, when when Daniel throws one, Mike grabs it. His arm kind of spins. His uh, left arm spins him around and then starts kicking him in the back with these weak-ass kicks. Like just over and over and over again. Then he finally gives a, a big uh, left foot kick from the from heel kick and gets him right in the back and then he falls down. And then they're all just they're screaming and everybody and the ref isn't all right. See again with the rules here. One illegal kick to the back, maybe all right. But over and over and over and over intentionally, that doesn't Qualify for a disqualification? <sighs> Again, it's a movie, everyone. But I'm like, come on. There's very and, loose rules here. <laughs> and Mike Barge, get up, you pansy ass. So he's screaming, and there was no point for the kick. And then they're just like, all right, whatever. I, I hated how Daniel or Ralph Macchio acted in the scene. The scene uh, when Daniel or uh, Mr. Miyagi comes and he's basically trying to tell him you must not lose the fear and all this. Why does Daniel look like he's blind? Like he don't know where to look and he's just crying like a little bitch. Man, I, I don't know. Man. <laughs> all right. They're back on their lines. Uh, go for it. And then Mike just leans in and just starts Wow, just giving uh, Daniel like elbow shots to the gut. And then he falls down on the ground and he goes, what's the matter, sweetheart? Having trouble breathing? But he, he's leaning in on him and the ref's like holding Mike, Mike back. Like, come on. And the, the camera goes to Terry Silver. And he goes, I love it when he pounds him. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel's just laying there screaming or, or just like, oh, my God, he doesn't know what's going to happen. So 
Uh, there was no point on, on any of that. So the score is still 0-0. I mean, he's got uh, – there's only 10 seconds left in the match. Daniels could, could barely breathe because Mike is just whooping his ass. Uh, they dive into it. All right, another, another thing. <laughs> Uh, Mike, Daniel doesn't even try to block or kick or do anything. Mike comes running in, grabs Daniel, and then just immediately starts kicking him in his side again. And then they just, the, the, it's over to a rest period. The match is over. Now you got to go, they're going to sudden death. So those are all uh, these kicks over and over (laughs) and over again. Why aren't they disqualifying him? I mean, he should have been out of the match. Two rounds ago, <laughs> but this is when Daniel falls uh, maybe, on the ground. Go ahead. Maybe it's because he's the bad boy of karate. They're just like, oh, that's stuff he would do. Oh, it's just my, it's just Barnes. <laughs> that's just how he is. <laughs> so Daniel's uh, crying around on the floor. Miyagi comes jumping in to tell him. And uh, Daniel's like, man, it's over. It's over. <laughs> he goes, forget about it. It's over. I'm afraid. Let's get out of here. And Miyagi's like, no. He goes, I want to go home. He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, you're not. You can't. You must not. And he goes, okay to lose to appointment. Opponent, opponent must not lose to fear. And Daniel goes, but I'm afraid. And then he's just pussying out. I'm afraid. And he goes, what do you want me to do? And Daniel or Miyagi just like, ah, oi, or whatever the hell he says. And then he tells him, you got to stay focused. And he tells him, like, he goes, your best karate is still inside. Time to let out. And then Daniel's like, all right, all right, cool. So but this is so weird because as you brought up earlier, he was just fighting for his life weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's afraid. I would have been afraid with that, man. This guy, I mean, the fucking chosen, I'm, I'll kill you. You, what do you say? You dishonored me again. Yeah. Next time I'll kill you. I mean, I mean, he was he was ready to kill what's her name with a butterfly knife and yeah, because they were gonna fight to death. Because I mean, Miyagi even said he goes, "This ain't tournament. This is for real." I mean, because that's what Miyagi told him. Because when it, Daniel asked him, because he had been in plenty of fights, he goes, "But for life, not for points." And yeah, you you got through that a couple of weeks ago, fighting for your life. <laughs> so, yeah, this is very weird, and and it almost feels like. All that training from the first two movies is non-existent now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all right, everyone, it, it gets racial again. This is this is the the racial uh, karate kid. Dan, Daniel's still laying there on the ground, and Mike Barnes jumps up. Fighter, on your line. Come on, get up. Get on that line. Get on that line, LaRusso. You're worthless. You're slow teachers, nothing. Get up, man. You're no champion. Get up. You suck, LaRusso! You suck, man! And your teacher's karate shit! You hear me? It's shit! You're a joke, LaRusso! Your karate's a joke, and your teacher's worth shit! He's nothing! He's nothing! And you're nothing! I own you! I own you, LaRusso! Where's your little jab teacher now, huh? He's a phony, man! He's a fake! And he did you nothing! Your karate shit, you hear me? Get up! Get up! And, and uh, he's like kneels down. Come on, get up, get on that line, get on that line, Larusso. And then he goes, "You're worthless. Your slope teacher is nothing." I remember seeing that. Like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Get up, you know, champion, get up." And he goes, "I own you." <clears throat> he goes, "You suck. <laughs> you suck, Larusso. You suck, man." 
And he goes, your teacher's karate is shit. You hear me? He's shit. And I'm like, fuck. He goes, you keep yelling, you're done, LaRusso. Oh, man, this part makes me mad. What Just watching it every time. The camera goes to dumbass snake. He's got this stupid-ass look on his face. Terry <laughs> Silver's clapping, and he's, he's smiling. You got Sensei Kree's right in the middle thinking he's ultra cool with this smirk on his face, and he's giving him the, the come on sign with his hand. I'm like, oh. They're, they're bad guys. Yeah, they are. All three of them are. <laughs> and they did their job, so that's, or all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. no love for Dennis. He didn't even get a line, but <laughs> he just got beat up. <laughs> but Barnes is still screaming at him, your karate is a joke. Your teacher is worth your teacher isn't worth shit. He's nothing. He's nothing, and you're nothing. And then that we can go back. This, you were after he's screaming all this. We're looking at Daniel. Then then the camera goes back to uh, Barnes. I own you. I own you, Larusso. And he goes. Your little Jap teacher now. Oh, no. Where's your little Jap teacher now, huh? I was like, fuck. <laughs> He's a phony man. He goes, a fake. And he ain't teaching you nothing. You're karate shit. You hear me? Get up. And then Daniel finally gets up. So they're getting all ready. All right. I got a problem with this part right here, too. Um. Daniel, he's already, he bows to Miyagi, he bows to Mike. Mike's already in fighting position. But when the yell begin, Daniel starts going into the kata stuff that uh, that uh, Miyagi was teaching him. Um, I would like to learn something like this, because I know mm. it would, with all the bullshit that goes on, uh, the stress level that I'm at, I'd like to fucking just be focused on something. So any listeners out there, send me videos where I can learn some of this shit. Like, seriously. It helps me. So he starts uh, doing the kata. Mike's like puzzled. Like, what the fuck's going on? You see Terry Silver. He's he's like, what's going on? And then Mike starts to back up. And they're screaming, get the point. Get the point. I like and how Snake yells. He's hallucinating. Hit him. <laughs> I was like, no. no but apparently nobody knows what kata is. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Terry Silver knew. Because when... Uh, um. When he came that one time, Daniel was doing that. He goes, oh, Kata? And he goes, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. That's good focus or whatever he had told him. So he knew. Well, I think he said it was good as a warm-up. Oh, yeah. So I think that's why he's confused. So they're they're back on, <laughs> on the mat. They're getting ready. Um, the time, the clock is already ticking. So did they finally get up. Daniel gets into form. Mike's already. Mike charges Daniel. This is where I had a big problem with this. He's been kicking ass through the whole this whole match. Mike runs in with his left, with his right arm up, like he threw a punch, but it looked so slow, like he just came running in with his arm up, like like that was gonna do some damage. So it was real easy for uh, Daniel to grab him, grab his arm, and just flip him, and then just give him a punch to the ribs to get the point, and and the match is over. The kata confused Mike. I guess, <laughs> but it, it was such a, a weak uh, point, man. I mean, yeah, we don't want to see the crane, but I mean, do something <laughs> more exciting. He just he just flipped him and punched him in the in the side, and that was it. Now he's the winner. So he jumps up. Mike slamming his hand. Everyone's mad. Earlier they were handing out Cobra Kai T-shirts, and they're <laughs> they're all throwing them back at him. I like Crease threatens to backhand people in the crowd. 
<laughs> that one black lady standing there, and he's like about to like he's gonna backhand her, and she like crouches down. Good acting, lady. I mean, you did your job. I'm sure she got and, it too. And there goes Snake behind him, acting like he's gonna jump in. <laughs> yeah, I like this ending <clears throat> because uh, earlier Daniel was always trying to like just he wanted to hug Miyagi. And Miyagi's like, he would stop him and they would bow. So Daniel runs up to him and they start to bow because he's all excited. And uh, he's like, they do bow, but then Daniel's like, forget about it. And then they start hugging and they're screaming, we did it, we did it. And they're hugging and then they freeze. And that's Karate Kid 3. <laughs> ah, snakes, that motherfucker. <laughs> you know it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, we a bitch. I was bitching and complaining about the whole movie, but I still love it. Um, my favorite character was Terry Silver, man. He mm-hmm. he's fucking badass. Um, Valak, he's tough as uh, in vampires. He was good in that. He did some other movies. I want to say it was a kung fu action film. I cannot remember the name of it. It was one of those late night movies yeah. uh, that came on, but. I really hope he comes back to Cobra Kai because he he retired from acting like a while ago. He better come back. I mean, don't bring him up and then not have him come back. Uh, Netflix, man, they they got that Netflix money, man. Here, how's this sound? Just to come back for an episode or two. Yeah, well, good enough for me. Yeah, well, when we get to Cobra Kai, we'll bring up some some cameos that I was, especially in season three, that I was amazed that they got. Yep. So, but that was uh, Karate Kid three. Everyone, um, what would you rate that one? Oh, um, there's a lot of things wrong with it, and mostly the way Daniel played or Ralph Macho played the character, which I've read. I guess he he hates this movie and the, the experience filming it was not good. And, uh, Robin lively also said her, her time filming. It was not good. And some of that was because of Ralph Macchio. I guess he would like show up late and all kinds of shit. Um, but they introduced new villains in it that were for me, uh, were some of the best parts of this. And, there was some emotional scenes. The 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 scene where Daniel went off on Miyagi and he made him cry, and I was just like, "Oh man, you made Miyagi cry." But yeah, Daniel just had he brings down the score a little bit. I, I'll give it a seven, a low seven, kind of teetering there because he just it was like stupid decisions after another in this one. Yeah, other than the nonstop bitching, dumb decisions, uh, bringing in a girl for no reason, <laughs> but um, which is weird. They're like, oh, his character in the movie's eighteen. Let's hire an actual sixteen-year-old to play his love interest. Yeah, um, I, I'll give it an eight. I mean, I enjoy it more than I hate it. Yeah, there was a lot of problems I had with it, just stupid bitchy things, but. Um, I still enjoy this film. I can throw it in and uh, and and enjoy it. I um, when I uh, get um, I think I skip the girl parts uh, when I'm watching. I can just all right, nothing happens here. Let me fast forward only until she gets kicked. But <laughs> <laughs> and I just 
I just leave it alone. Um, I, I watch it when I watch it. If it comes on TV, like it was on TV uh, a few days ago, I ended up wa- I watched the end. But <laughs> I, I still love it. It's in my library. I got all of them. But uh, um, the blue Blu Ray I got, it's got uh, three in the the next Karate Kid. Um, no special features or anything. It's just the movies, and that's it. Which is good. I mean, it's fine. But I would like to watch some special features. I know there's some stuff on YouTube, but. Um, yeah, uh, eight is what I'll give it. I mean, I, I do enjoy it. I can watch mm-hmm. it, but, um, yeah, that's, that's Karate Kid 3. I thought maybe you could give me a few lessons. Focus. Karate. Discipline. Courage. A girl no one believed in put her away. Is about to prove. <laughs> She's the next Karate Kid. Yes! Rated PG. At theaters August 12th. You want to lead us into your favorite one in the franchise? Fuck. All right, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We leave the 80s. And we go to 1994. Um, My daughter, she was born in 94. She's still a baby. And... Uh, when she found out about Karate Kid, she liked this one the most. Probably just because of the girl, the female aspect. But uh, 1994's martial arts coming of age film. That's what that's what Wikipedia uh, Google uh, says. Yeah. <laughs> the next Karate Kid. <sighs> August 12th, 1980, 1994. Direct for directed by Christopher Kane. Is he the one that directed the principal? Uh, uh, let me click on it. He's directed. No. Yes, he did. Okay. That name looked familiar. If you guys haven't seen the principal, it's an awesome film. Check it out. He's directed the principal, Young Guns. Oh, that's right. And this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't all uh, be winners. Yeah, yeah. Um, the budget was twelve million. It boxed off as fifteen point eight million. Made its money back and and some change. But all right, here's the synopsis. Karate master Mr. Miyagi goes to Boston to attend a military union. There he visits with uh, is it Louisa? I think that's sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, the widow of his former commander and meets her granddaughter Julie. Um. And Julie's parents were recently killed in a car accident. She's still reeling from their loss. When Julie surprises Miyagi with her knowledge of karate, he takes her to a Buddhist monastery for training and help her come to terms with her angst. That must be Google's synopsis. Yeah, that one. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) Let me me get to IMDb because that one was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's what IMDb's got to say. The next Karate Kid, action drama family. Was it a family movie? All right, these guys are short and to the point. Miyagi is back, and he takes a new pupil under his wing, a troubled adolescent girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me read what the poster says. It says all kinds of shit on it. Um, I like the poster. It's got Pat Morita and uh, Academy Award winner Hilary Swank. 
the next karate kid she's doing i can't remember the name of that kick a flying kick or something they they mention it in the film but uh it says the master it's all blurry the master the master wise something and i can't even read this picture they this is a big, big old long thing. When I try to make it get bigger, it's, it's all blurry. I can't even read it. Let me, let me try to pull it up because somebody, when I posted, I was watching this. They they commented this. The poster has the worst tagline ever. Yeah, I mean, I figured IMDb would have a, a clear one. Okay, it's ancient wisdom against teenage spunk. One thousand years of karate tradition is about to get a kick in the pants. <laughs> that's where we are in the franchise now all right <laughs> again pat marita mr miyagi's back academy award wheeler hillary swank she plays julie pierce uh the great and awesome michael ironside uh, is it dugan or duggan uh dugan all right uh constant towers she is louisa that's uh miyagi's friend's wife uh, Chris Conrad is Eric uh, Arsenio. Sonny Trinidad, Trinidad is Abbott Monk. Or Abbott Monk. Or one of the monks. Uh, Michael Cavallari. He's Ned. Uh, the great Walt, Walton Goggins. I forgot he was in this. This is the hey, much, much super young. <laughs> yeah, he is. He plays Charlie. I think out of everyone in this, other than um the main three he's probably the biggest ones out of all the the the, the other kid fighters so, were they teenagers i don't i, I didn't get I that i thought they were like rotc or something but they seem a lot of them seem too old to be in high school and i don't know what school group or whatever can roam the halls of the school during school and at night it's very weird. Yeah. I, I didn't understand. It was like, I don't know. It's weird. It, <laughs> All right. The, I didn't see this until it came on like cable or whatever. One of those. Wait, shows. hold up. Frank Welker as Angel the Hawk. Somebody played the voice of the Hawk. What? That's what it says on Wikipedia. Frank Welker as Angel the Hawk voice. What did he do? He just make the noises? Apparently, they couldn't get a hawk to make noises. I don't even remember him making any noise. Well, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this movie. I don't know. Shout out to uh, Jason Yee. He plays high school student. I'm looking at IMDb. I don't even know who that is. There was a bunch of high school uh, students in there. Well, this guy, Dan Marshall, high school kid at prom. All right. Uh, he, he might be the he might be the stupid one during the scene when they decide to go bungee jumping in the gymnasium. <laughs> and this other guy, Robin Reck, bowler. There was a bunch of bowlers in that bowling scene. But... He's probably the, the one that was kind of racist. Oh. <laughs> There's a few of those guys. They got kind of racist these last couple movies. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but uh, all right, this one, this one's gonna be this one. I know we took forever on the first one, uh, but this one is is short and to the point. This, this story is Miyagi. He goes to Boston because he's uh, attending a accommodation thing for Japanese American soldiers who fought in the fort. 42nd uh, Regional Combat Team during World War Two. He meets uh, Louisa Pierce, the widow of this com- commanding officer and Lieutenant Jack. Lieutenant Jack, okay, Jack, 
Uh, at Pierce's home, they catch up with, uh, they go, well, after the ceremony, because they get uh, just more awards or whatever. They go back to, to her house, <clears throat> uh, to uh, his, uh, his buddy's house uh, with his wife, and she's having dinner. And then this is when we're introduced to uh, Julie. She got, she, she fucking, what a little bitch, man. I know a lot of girls like this too, <laughs> but she comes in and, and her, it's with her grandmother because she's like, just, oh, hey, Julie, I'm sorry my granddaughter's not here, but here, Julie kind of shows up and kind of walks in, just zooms real by, like, oh, Julie, this is Mr. Miyagi. She, Julie, don't give a fuck. She walks right on by and then she kind of comes back, hi, and then disappears. And then Miyagi's like, oh, okay. Uh, but he did say he goes, yeah, I, I've been dealt, I've been dealt, dealt with teenagers and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, Miyagi comes up with this idea, like, hey, well, I think you need a break. Why don't you go to my house in in L.A. and uh, I'll stay here and uh, take care of uh, your granddaughter. All right, <clears throat> a nitpick, really quick. <laughs> That's, I mean, okay, cool, right on. I mean, Miyagi's that cool guy. Just, you know what, go to my house and not worry about anything, but take care of my garden. <laughs> uh, really? You're just going to, I'm out of here. I'm. Gonna, yes, you're my, my husband's friend. I mean, how well does she really know him to just, all right, yeah, I'm going to go and, uh, and I'm going to let some uh, some j- old Japanese man uh, be around my, my granddaughter. Yeah, it's weird. This whole scene is weird, especially when she comes back downstairs. This is just lazy writing um, where the grandmother calls her Susan. Yeah. She's like, my name is Julie. My mother's name was Susan. They died in a car wreck. Like she's given all this. Like, I know it's for us to know what happened, but it just it was weird. Yeah, because basically her story is and she's angry, which, OK, it's a reasonable reason to be angry. Her parents died in a car wreck, so now she's she's living with her grandmother, and they live in this big ass house in in Boston. So that's when Miyagi sees, all right, they're they're having some 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 issues right here. And, uh, grandma, I mean, that's a lot to take on from the shit. I know, as a mm-hmm. grandparent, uh, I feel her. <laughs> I feel uh, Louisa or whatever her name is. Um, so dad, yeah, you go to my house and I'll stay here and and watch her. Don't even ask Julie, but uh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> she, yeah, grandma's like, all right, I'm out. And then she gets her. You got to tell me twice. So she, she bounces uh, off to LA. So Julie's kind of hanging around the house and then she's, uh, but he knows that he, he, Miyagi's trying to be Miyagi. Just try to be, all right, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to be your friend and, and you can trust me in this and that. And, Julie's just like not having it. She's fucking just, just bitchy as hell. Uh, one scene was funny when she comes home and then she goes into her room and then Miyagi just barges in and she's like, ah, she's putting her, she took her top off and they don't show nothing. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm used to dealing with uh, teenage boys. And it's not like it, that sounds weird, everyone, but <laughs> but you know what you know what he meant because <laughs> he could just walk right into Daniel's room and not worry about it. But <clears throat> so they right here they're, they're they're trying to get that that bond going with them, but she still ain't having it. Uh, she, we go to her schools. We find out that she's kind of like the loner, and uh, this is when we're introduced to what was the fucking uh, asshole's name? Um, was it Ned? 
Was the main the main guy? Yeah. Uh, I think it was I think it was. I think it was Ned. And it's him and, and Walt Goggins. Uh, well, he's Charlie and a bunch of other dudes. They're trying to be some kind of... I thought it was kind of like ROTC type of thing. But I guess they're... From what they're saying here, it's uh, a teenage security guard in training and and a pledge for a shady school security infantry. The the alpha okay. the alpha elite. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Here's a question: Was Michael Ironside the the principal, or was he just you're in charge of security and we're gonna give you this handful of teenage boys? Um. No, because there's that scene when she gets caught. Oh, that's right. Smoking cigarettes, and they take her to the principal. But it seems like he doesn't answer to the principal. It seems like I can do what I want. But but first of all, what school would allow this wannabe soldier guy and his little uh, alpha elite try to be security for the school? I mean, yeah, because he's clearly beating the shit out of these kids outside in front of the school. And it's not a problem with anybody. I know. And do they not go to class? Because it seems like they were always patrolling the halls. That is their class. A movie, everyone. But I'm like, all right. <laughs> I guess that's how they do it in Boston. <laughs> but, so she's constantly clashing with them. Uh, Ed is the uh, Ned. Um, Ned is pretty much the leader of, of this alpha elite. And all the little sexual harassment shit he kept throwing at her. I was like, damn, man. <laughs> What's going on in this high school? And then we're, we're inter- also introduced to uh, Eric uh, McGowan, played by Chris Conrad. All right. Useless character. Yeah. Right here, I thought he was a teacher at first. Uh, I remember watching this for the first time, and I was thinking, why is this teacher... Throwing himself at her, <laughs> I, dude, I shit you not, dude. I thought she was. I thought he was a teacher because <laughs> he looked way old. Well, they all look old, but <laughs> I was like, what? But then we find out he's he's just a student, and he's uh, uh, what do I call these guys? The al- he's one of the alpha elite in training, and he's just trying to be nice to her, and he obviously likes her, but she's just. Miss Antisocial and all this because she goes up onto the roof where there's um, a little old pigeon coop. And uh, was it a hawk? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, Angel. Yeah, Angel the hawk is up on the roof with a broken wing and she's just trying to nurse him back to health. Uh, Eric finds out that he's up there and then she she thinks she's a, it's supposed to be her private place and no one's supposed to know about it. And he goes, all right, well, now I know about it. And then she goes running after him. You're not going to tell anybody, are you? No. And he goes, no, I'm not going to. Well, well, if you tell me, I'm, I'm going to go and tell everyone you're this and that. Or I'm going to go put uh, five pounds of sugar in your gas tank and stupid shit like that. So, uh. Yeah, well, there was other. What did she say? Oh, I'm going to write your name all over the girl's bathroom. <laughs> and I'm going to order. I'm going to send 18 pizzas to your house. And. Good, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, the only one that made sense was the the sugar in the gas tank because he does have a nice ride. Yeah, hell no. I mean, I, I said, nope. Which she doesn't know he has a car at this point. Well, she did. She goes, do you have a car? And he went, yeah, that, oh. that's what she said. I'll put okay. five gallon or five pounds of sugar in your gas tank. 
So she's just like, all right, whatever. So he leaves. At the end of the school, she finds him again, tries to tell him, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. And then she jumps in his car and I don't know what that was supposed to do, but all right. She jumps in a car with him and then he's ah, well, I'm going to work and he's a security guard at some train yard. Okay. <laughs> do you really think he's supposed to be a teenager? Yeah. They're going to hire him to secure this train yard. And he's, I don't know what he's doing, walking on top of the trains and all that kind of stuff. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what what kind of security is a teenager going to do? I mean, what if he he has to get into it? (laughs) Maybe, maybe they, they were like you. They, they thought he was a a grown man. He looked like a grown man. (laughs) It says here that Alfie Lee, the members are taught to enforce the school rules mostly by using physical force by self-styled Colonel Paul Dugan. His, what school is this? <laughs> I don't know. By force? <laughs> His toughest and most aggressive student is a short fuse. Ned, yeah, Ned Randall is the leader who makes unwanted sexual advances on Julie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on the Wikipedia. <laughs> you guys you guys are doing your job. Um so yeah, so they kinda you you know that's the that's the love interest, uh, Eric and, and Julie. Um I, again he looks looks pretty old. I don't know how, how old uh Hillary Swank was in this, but she she does look pretty young uh, in this film. So they kinda I guess become friends and he's telling her his story that doesn't need to be told. So um, she's against Julie's <laughs> Miss Antisocial at home with Miyagi. Miyagi's doing his best to try to uh, just be her friend, really, and she's not having it. So they kind of get in an argument. She runs out of the house, uh, out into the street, and almost gets hit right. by a car. Yeah, but right before she does, she gets super racist. As he's trying to say he 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 understands or whatever yeah. I forgot what he says exactly, but she was like, "You can't even speak English." I was like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "Damn, man, the, the writing." <laughs> <laughs> so she storms out of the house, runs out into the street, and uh, arguing with him still. And then a uh, car comes, and then in slow motion, she jumps up and gets into. Uh, what this is the tiger position i'm like okay i mean i've heard of tiger style i didn't know there was a position but it looked like a regular stance to me (laughs) and then she uh and then miyagi's like you okay you okay and it was like a pizza guy that almost hit her uh well good for him man at least he got this guy got more lines than dennis dennis didn't get one line this pizza guy got (laughs) hella lines just in this quick scene (laughs) so but he was just i'm sorry sorry i I gotta go man i'm late i gotta take these pizzas i'm sorry i'm sorry man he was even saying sorry when they were in the house i gotta go and then he that's that's the (laughs) end we see that pizza guy so (laughs) um that's when miyagi's like where'd you learn that and then she's ah well my dad taught me uh, some karate uh, before he before he died, and he's like, ah, so I, I guess that's the kind of the the bond, the beginning of the bond of uh, what's going on uh, with them. But <clears throat> she finally learns to confide in Miyagi when she when Miyagi when he approves of Julie's talent, she reveals that she was taught she karate was by talented. her father. <laughs> she taught by her father who learned 
Uh, it says, who learned from her grandfather, Miyagi's student. Did I miss something there? Yeah, they met in the war and they became friends and he taught uh, the grandfather. Oh, who, okay. All right. All who right. in turn taught the son who taught Julie and apparently she has a talent for it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, <laughs> That was the first thing we learned that uh, Miyagi knew Tiger style. So okay, cool. <laughs> so so they're they're all all right, cool. So uh, they're kind of uh, buddying buddying up now. And then uh, one night, Julie. This is when Julie goes to the high school to to feed uh, Angel the hawk. And uh, again, uh, I don't know what school that's. Uh, Teenagers roam the halls free at a closed high school, but uh, the alpha elite are like, do you really <laughs> need that whole crew to guard the school all night? But uh, it's a movie, <laughs> so they find They're security and training. <laughs> they find out she's there, and, and then they they go running after her, and uh, she ends up getting away. I mean, there was this is when uh, Ned was saying all kinds of ill shit to her, and she kind of yeah, I felt like he, if he would have caught her, he would have raped her for some reason. It, it seemed like it was going that way, <laughs> so she kind of get she she escaped and took off. <clears throat> uh, but later, but she's arrested by the cops, uh, and she gets suspended for two weeks because you're not supposed to be at the high school in the middle of the night, especially on the roof. I don't know how she got in. I mean, I assume she's breaking in uh, to the, to this place, and I don't know, man. Security must be pretty laxed. I know all our school, all our schools doors were chained mm-hmm. uh, inside and out. <laughs> so, all right, I mean, it must be a uh, lack. Well, they got the uh, the elite. Well, what was this? The, the the alpha elite there guarding the school. <laughs> leave everything open. <laughs> so. So she gets suspended for two weeks, and then Miyagi is kind of like, you know what? I'm still going to help you, and uh, how I'm going to help you is I'm going to take you to some Buddhist monastery. Oh, sure. wait, real quick. We're not going to talk about that stupid-ass babysitting scene? Her, wasn't that a part of her training? Yeah. Uh, well, she she was dealing with a lot of anger issues, so he was just doing what he does. He did the wax on, wax off shit, and then... And then go, I'm going to let you babysit these. They weren't little kids, man. They no. were pre-teens, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> and then, uh, well, they began spoil little rich kids. Because I don't, I never had all these crazy Nerf guns and everything. No. Nerf <laughs> so, guns are expensive. Yeah, yeah, they are. My grandson wants one. And I, would, I looked at the prices. I was like, God damn. And just for the little small one, not the big giant one that rotates and shoots all the, the, the little things. But uh, I don't Yeah, know. if you want a really, like if you want a cool one, you got to spend like a hundred bucks on one. Oh, I'm good. Uh, he'll, he'll get the one with just one <laughs> little <laughs> one little thing that shoots out. Yeah, you buy him the gun and then you buy him the extra darts. I know. It comes with one. But here's a pack with like a hundred of them for, for another 50 bucks. But... Uh, so yeah, that's that stupid siege. She just goes into the house of these kids, not, not don't even meet the parents, and uh, these the, I think it was three boys just commence to throwing Nerf balls and footballs and all kinds of shit. Next thing you know, they're shooting Nerf things at her. And, okay, <laughs> she's sitting on the couch reading the newspaper for who knows what. I mean, when I babysitted kids, 
I just went and sat in front of the TV and let those kids beat beat the hell out of each other uh, until Ju- they fell asleep. Julie's <laughs> different. She likes to read the paper. And she pulls out her little Nerf gun and shoots at all of them, and then uh, pointless uh, with this scene. But I could see why Miyagi wanted her to do it. So, yeah, this is when we find out. Okay, we're gonna take you somewhere where you can deal with some your anger issues and all that, and help you with some more training. They go to the Buddhist monastery, and uh, all the guys in there were were somebodies. You knew them. You've seen them in other playing other Asian roles throughout films. Uh, the main little guy, I remember him from uh, Ace Ventura uh, 2, uh, When Nature Calls. He was a little Buddhist monk uh, that, that was training him. <laughs> yeah, the, the heavier one, the little short guy. Yeah. He was in uh, Karate Kid Part 2. He was the one offering Sato some oh, sake. That's right. <laughs> and, he was, and he has some sweet dance moves in, uh, what's that Michael Keaton movie, Gun Ho? Yeah, I was just about to say that movie, too. I love that movie. (laughs) So I see what he's doing. He was trying to give her balance and just kind of deal with her anger issues because Julie would just fly off the hinges at like at the the snap. So he goes there. I mean, they really didn't do a lot of karate training. I mean, she knew some stuff, so I guess maybe he was just going to give her some crash course lessons. Mm -hmm. What was the point of that uh, jumping from rock to rock just to, I don't know what he was describing, what he wanted her to do when she eventually did it. I was kind of like, is that it? Cause that wasn't really exciting. All right. If you guys are looking at the poster or if you know what we're talking about, look, look up the poster. First of all, you at the top of it, you see her doing that kick, whatever it's called. She was supposed to jump from one big rock to a smaller rock. I couldn't tell you how far, maybe five feet, maybe if that, uh, between the rocks. The the bigger rock was a little bit higher, and, and the and the one was lower. So she was able to jump, stay in that pose, and land on the other rock. Um, yeah. She it, it took her a while to do it, but when she did, you realize when she did it, they didn't even show her flying through the air. They just show her do that pose, and, and the the cameras just zoomed in on her. We don't see her actually fly from rock to rock. We see her jump up doing that pose. Well, she obviously probably ran and jumped and did it, but I wanted to see her do it to the rock because she tried. She tried numerous times and always fell, but when she finally did it, it was like you didn't even show it. Yeah, it was now, just it didn't get you excited. Damn this movie! I swear. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, whatever. So, but while she was there, and they were doing what they were doing, she was making friends with all the, the little Buddhist monks, and they they were all little funny guys, and they were cool, and gave her a birthday party and all that, and she learned what she learned, and then all right, then one of her wishes was like, ah, right, thank you, and. The other witches, I want you guys to come to Boston and, and, and hang out with us. And they're like, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll do that. So they end up going back home. Uh, she goes back to school, starts up the, the little thing. With- I hate this scene, too. She's all happy, <laughs> and all of a sudden, well, people know her because as soon as she gets out the car, you hear someone like, hey, Julie. I'm like, I thought she didn't have any friends. This is <laughs> well, weird. She's. 
She's more balanced now. She just learned that whatever that kick was called. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we, we we didn't forget. She she knows she has an appreciation for life after she tried to kill the cockroach, and all the monks hated her after that. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it says right here. Upon returning to school, Julie discovers that Angel was found uh, by Ned and reported her to animal control. Um, so yeah, they she got went to go check uh, to see if Angel was all right, but Ned's sorry ass re- took it and they took her took it away. So she's ah, she's all mad <clears throat> and and wants her uh, her her eagle, her hawk back. How'd she get it back? I don't remember. She just goes to the animal control oh, with no right. information of her even owning this hawk, and they just give it to her. Yeah, I mean, especially a hog. It'd be different if it was like a pigeon or something. Yeah, here you go. But no, something like that. I mean, that big of a bird. No, they're not just going to release it to you. Uh, but all right, a movie. So yeah, so the bird is still all beat up uh, and everything. But then Miyagi's got to do what he does. And But that's later on. <laughs> but <laughs> No, it was when they released it back into the wild after that. Yeah, and of course it comes back because it thinks it's not ready, but he's like, oh, you got to let it fly. <laughs> it says right here, Miyagi assists Julian releasing the bird back into the wild, and it says using the pain suspense, the pain suspicion, suspicion, suspicion technique from the first film. Okay, to heal Angel's wing. Yeah, I, uh, all right. <laughs> So yeah, the it flies off and it comes back and pointless. And then, well, anyway, um, <clears throat> so right now the the prom is coming. Uh, uh, Eric asks her; she kind of doesn't want to go, but you know how it goes. You got to keep bugging them until they go. All right, I'll go. So uh, Miyagi goes out. I know she's telling her, "Well, I'm gonna go, but I don't know how to dance." So. Miyagi's got to incorporate karate in some way into dancing, which, okay, I can see it when, when they're doing it with these punches. No, do this way. Now do a sidestep and do this and that. I mean, I don't know how that's going to teach you how to dance, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> because they do that, and then when they get into the dance pose, they're, they're just doing the dance. I don't know what dance it is, everyone, but I was. I think it's oh a, a waltz or something right. like that. Okay, so he teaches her that. She goes to the prom. Or no, she goes, I need a dress, but Miyagi on the under goes buys her a dress and here you go. Oh, I love it. She puts it on and cleavage and all that showing and it's short and okay, I guess that's what they were in high school in nineteen ninety-four. So <laughs> they they get to the dance, they're already oh no, uh the, the monks show up before I, I jump forward. Uh, like her wish was to have them come over and they end up coming over and then they just have this big old montage of, of wackiness and they want to go bowling. And- yeah, they, they come at a time when she's not going to be around to be with them. Oh, that's right. Because they end up going bowling because she's running around with this Eric dude. <clears throat> um, Was Miyagi with them when they went bowling? Yeah, because it, okay. it was his idea to go. All right, so uh, they go bowling. Oh, they all first of all they show up in a big old VW bus with a big peace sign on the front. So I'm like, all right, cool. So they 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 end up going bowling. They're they're having a good mon- they're having a good montage of them having fun. But then they kind of get into it uh, with these other bowlers, and they 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 bet them. 
uh, we can beat you guys. But then when the monks are bowling, they all close their eyes. And I guess I can't remember what Miyagi said. Zen bowling. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> they must have just had a lot of film to waste, I guess. But <clears throat> but it was funny. I liked that they, they wanted to do something fun with these monks. So they end up like basically every time they bowl, their eyes are closed, and then they beat the the regular bowling team that's always there, and then they they want to bet them. Yeah, we'll we'll bet you this, and and so the monks end up winning the the match. Are they allowed to bet? Apparently, <laughs> as long as the monster, you know, find out. So the the one of the bowlers they were they, they were bowling with, they they taught him how to do it. But they put a blindfold around him, and he ended up throwing the ball and got a strike. And they're like, oh, yeah, jumping up. Then he bows to them, and I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> we get to the prom. Julie and all them are all ready, and she's going to Miyagi basically bring her home by 10. And like, uh, the dance isn't over until midnight, And but uh, but you better, you better be respectful to her and all this. Oh, I will. I'll bring her home by uh I think it was like one or something like that. And he goes, well, if the dance is over at 12, why, what are you going to do for an hour? <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> oh, uh, we're just going to do this and that. So They go to the dance. They walk in, have fun, take their pictures and seeing this and that. And then for some reason, these Alpha Elite guys decide to bungee jump from the top of the roof of the gym. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know, like, the high school you went to. But the high school I went to, the ceiling is not that far up from the gymnasium floor. So I don't know how this was even thought of as a good idea, especially when you got tables and all kinds of stuff directly underneath you. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, looking at that gym in the movie and thinking of mine, it was about the same height, but. Not a safe height to bungee jump. (laughs) (laughs) Because they do it for whatever reason. Uh, I was like, why are you you doing this right in the middle of the prom? I know. You guys are a security in training alpha group or whatever. I don't understand why you guys are doing stunts. Yeah, I mean, you got every other night to do it when no one's there. But uh, I guess they're just trying to show off. and All right. <laughs> because it says here the Alpha Elite. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> Where am I? Julie goes to the prom with Eric, but under orders from Dugan, the Alpha Elite bungee jump in. When one of the members breaks his arm, Eric shows, <laughs> shows some concern, but Ned tells him to mind his own business. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say that Eric is not a part of the Alpha Elite. He left, and the only reason he was with them is because he thought it would help him get into the Air Force, which I don't know if anybody ever told him, you just sign up and you're in the Air Force. Well, maybe back in 94 it was different. But so you needed Dugan's help. Yeah, you needed to join this <laughs> this elite of assholes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be the alpha elite of assholes to be to get into the air force. But <laughs> oh man, so yeah, because Eric, that guy, he was the first one to come bungee down and just went straight to the to to the court. <laughs> so he's laying there, broken arm, and, and Eric runs up and hey, bro, you all right? And this and that, and 
everyone else like, fuck it, stay out of this. And, <clears throat> and these assholes. So they kind of get into it. But uh, this shit, they might have been at the dance maybe 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if that. And then all of this happens. And then they kind of get into it. Eric gets into it with Ned. And then they, they like, leave. Uh, so <clears throat> I assume the night was over with. And then because Eric, uh, uh, yeah, Eric takes uh, Julie home. And this is when he busts the moves and gives her a kiss. But while they're sitting there in the car, we see uh, Ned pull up in his little Jeep. Um, wait, what kind of car was uh, Eric driving? Uh, it was some fancy one. I yeah. PTO, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was a nice little muscle car. That I was like, yeah, that's a nice car for you to have in high school. Yeah, and I know you didn't buy it. <laughs> so, But these were obviously all little rich kids, so. Because even uh, Eric pulling up in that nice-ass Jeep. So Eric kind of... No, uh, Ned. He kind of rolls up while, while they're in the in, in the car uh, making out. And he basically starts busting out the windows with, with a baseball bat uh, to Eric's car. And then they're, they're still in the car as the windows are breaking. And, and uh, Eric... Uh, <clears throat> no, Ned uh, challenges Eric to a fight. Like, Here, meet, meet me at the docks and, and we'll settle this. And oh, he fucking, did say where. Yeah, oh, I said, thought Eric me, just knew where to go. No, he told him meet okay. me, meet me, me at the docks, and then uh, fucking Eric is mad right there. Right? You fucking just shattered all your windows <laughs> in this nice ass car. So Julie gets out. She goes running in. Miyagi, Miyagi, and fucking Ned takes off. Eric goes racing uh, towards the docks. Um, so they obviously knew where they were going. So. Uh, Eric gets down there. Ned's there. Well, she think it's just one-on-one at first, but then here comes the rest of the Alpha Elite, and uh, as well as uh, Colonel Dugan, and they're standing there. So Eric and, and Ned are about to fight, and Eric's like, come on, man, let's do this one-on-one. And then eventually then all of them jump in and uh, start whooping ass uh, on Eric and they just beat the shit out of him. And then Miyagi and Julie show up. I was like... All right, the ending is like super quick. I know, I know that. I was kind of like, come on. <laughs> so, um, the Eric after he got his ass beat, and um, <laughs> Julie kind of kind of steps in to like, uh, come on. Oh no! Before they beat his ass, uh, they blow up uh, Eric's car. Well, they're alpha. Elite group, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, someone's going to jail for this, <laughs> and these kids are going to juvenile hall or whatever. But well, apparently, yeah. there's no other adults in this movie, and apparently, there's no police around after oh. a huge explosion. <laughs> so <laughs> after they then then they could commence to 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 beating his ass. Um, Yagi and Julie show up and they want to know what's happening. And then, uh, Dugan is telling them that, yeah, I mean, this kid got in an accident and, and his car blew up. And then Eric's like, ah, oh, no, there ain't no accident. And then Miyagi starts, uh, starts jumping in. <clears throat> and Miyagi jumps in and tries to throw his knowledge down, saying that this ain't no accident. And he goes, the, the, you got all your guys right here. Just beat the shit out of him. This is what I'm saying. It's not what he said, but that's what he's saying. <laughs> so 
Dugan is like, these guys are all pretty much military gear the whole time, all in black, except for when they're at school when they had t-shirts on. Um, so Ned, I mean, um, Dugan is there telling him like, yeah, man, my, my guy can, can, can beat the shit out of all that. So they're, they're trying to walk away from it just to, cause Miyagi just does, doesn't want to fight. So he tries to walk away and, uh, Ned grabs Julie and she spins around really quick, uh, to get into a stance and then Ned's dumb Tiger ass. Stance. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ned is, are you kidding me? No, you woman. And she's like, I'll fight you. Because she was, I mean, she didn't even hesitate. She turned, because she turned to Miyagi, let me fight him. And Ned's dumbass, just being the alpha fucking asshole. Um, he's like, oh, you want to fight me? You want to fight me? I'll take you and this and that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, <sighs> Eric's all like, you can't let her do this. After, because, you know, he just got his ass kicked. Yeah, so I I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. She turned I'm watching this everyone. She turns to Miyagi because Miyagi doesn't want her to do it. She goes, Miyagi, you have to let me do this, because if I don't, I'll never respect myself or some stupid shit. I'm like, come on. I mean, she it, it seems like she's going against what she was trained at, at the monastery, but she just—I I understand. She wants to defend her man, but he—he's—he's all pussified and didn't didn't want to continue to fight. Like, well, shit. All right, well, I got backup now. Come on, L- let's do this. Uh, but no, I'm just gonna step back and uh, let my girlfriend fight my battles. <laughs> so, <laughs> Miyagi did kind of try to stop it, but then he finally came around. All right, nah. Eh, she's all right. We'll we'll let her get in there to do it. We'll let her fight. Yeah, it's. They, I felt like they were trying to recreate the first movie. The, all right. Well, well, I'll tell you what I wanted when when this is over with. So, <laughs> um, Miyagi, when he was training her how to to do the waltz, he that I guess that was one of his lessons. So basically, telling her, yeah, side to side and this and that with, with the punches. So. Dugan's uh, hyping up uh, Ned to do it. Ned's all fucking whatever. So basically, but Dugan kind of did what John Kreese did. Like, well, when John Kreese told Johnny to sweep the leg, uh, Dugan is telling telling uh, Ned basically, not in so many words, killer. But it is because, like, yeah, after he said that, Ned's kind of like, he was all juice and ready to beat her ass. But then after uh, Dugan's kicking in the, the, the orders, he's like, uh, okay. And he, you look at him, he, he, like, seems like he doesn't want to do it. But, yeah, I'm like, now you guys think he's crazy? Yeah. <sighs> all right. This part's stupid. Dugan's trying to be all tough, rough, and tough. He leans inside her. All right, sticks his jaw. Give her, give me your best shot. But before she can even try anything, he swings at her. He ducks, misses her. She kneels down, sweeps the leg, kicks him in the face while he's on the ground. She jumps up. All right, this part was stupid. <laughs> he's still laying on the ground. She jumps up. She does one of those ballet kicks and grabs her leg and then brings her foot down. On top of him, she's standing there. He jumps back up. Uh, all the Alpha Elite are looking. He Ned charges her. She grabs him and 
flips him, and he falls on the ground, and Dugan is screaming at him, come on, what the fuck? And then Miyagi's just standing there doing what he does. The Ned goes at, she front kicks him, does a roundhouse kick. Ned goes down to the ground. His hand goes into some like muddy dirt or whatever. And then he's he starts talking shit and throws the the mud or whatever in her eyes. <laughs> we knew this was coming <laughs> because the way she was training uh, with, with the blind style or whatever the hell they were calling it. So Eric is screaming, "Come on, stop, stop!" And Miyagi like, like, no, no, she she knows what she's doing. Ned's screaming around because I mean, what, how, what they uh, Miyagi was training like with, with your yeah, you can't see, but you can still hear. I mean, many martial art films have have done this this thing, but this is the the half ass version. Yeah, they did it better in Bloodsport. Yeah. <laughs> So Eric is still like, <laughs> well, I don't know why he didn't jump in, but uh, they, they probably would have got their ass beat <laughs> by the other guys. But Julie's uh, trying to kick and still blind, and she she misses. He grabs her, throws her on the ground. Miyagi's telling her to focus. So she's uh, <sighs> she gets into a she's on she's on one knee and she does a, a prayer stance with her eyes closed <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And Ned is just looking at her like, come on. So he tries to front kick her, and she. this is in slow motion. He tries to front kick her while she's on the ground. Her eyes are closed. She obviously hears the foot coming. She blocks it, jumps up, and then gives him that, whatever that kick is called, when she jumped from the rock to rock. So she jumps up and kicks him in his face, and then he falls down. And fight over. Yeah, over with. And I'm like, oh, come on. I would have I would have wanted um the other dudes to jump in and then maybe Eric would have could have jumped in and, and helped fight those guys off and maybe she could have kicked some of their asses. Yeah, they, they seem to turn super quickly. Yeah. Uh so Ned is laying there. I mean, they, they're, I mean, Julie and the gang are trying to walk off, but uh, this is when Dugan starts yelling, the, the, the war ain't over. And he starts turning to the to the other uh, elite and grabs uh, Charlie, Walt, Walt Goggins. And all of them at this time are like, no, nah, no, nah, we, we, we don't want to do it. So he's yelling at them, trying to tell them to do it. <clears throat> kind of reminds me of the end of, uh, or the beginning of Karate Kid 2 when Kreese was, Mm-hmm. Uh, yelling at all of them to to do it, and and now these guys are realizing that this guy's full of shit, and we're not going to do it. Doesn't he knock out one of them, Dugan? Yeah, he. Um, well, when he grabs Charlie and tells him to do it, and Charlie's like, "No, no, I, I'm not going to do that." And then he turns to Morgan, and he tells Morgan to do it, and Morgan's <laughs> like, "Well, I'm not going to do it." And then she just clocks him. So, all right, you first of all. You should have been going to jail anyway for all the shit you guys are doing and, and making minors do your dirty work. And now you just dropped one of them with three witnesses standing <laughs> there. Uh, so he's yelling at Ned, telling him to get up. And Ned's, Ned's pussing out. He don't want to do it. And Miyagi, enough. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 
So uh, Dugan looks over, and this ain't over, and then Miyagi's, all right, so we finish. And I was at least, all right, kind of be exciting because we show we saw Miyagi move around in, in the, the first film and uh, in the last one when he was fighting uh, two guys. Well, he took on three, Barnes, Crease, uh, mm-hmm. and Terry Silver. And up, up to this point, I don't did they ever show Michael Ironside doing anything when they were training or uh, punch the shit out of Eric. That's about it. I mean, uh, but then before that, I mean, no training at the, at the school that him showing. No, we're just to assume that he can fight. Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he walks up on Miyagi, grabs his shirt. I'm going to put your lights out. Cox's his fist. Miyagi grabs his hand and kind of twists it, and Dugan steps back, throws a punch. Miyagi misses. Or no, he throws a punch at Miyagi. Miyagi kind of dodges it and grabs it, and then Miyagi does like a backhand spin or whatever you call that move. Hits Dugan. Dugan kind of falls backwards. He comes at Miyagi with a a punch, a sorry-ass, slow-ass punch. (laughs) Miyagi dodges that. Hits him in the knees, him in the stomach, and then hits him in the back. Dugan falls on the ground, and Miyagi never again. All every time he shows him an action, never breaks a sweat. Um, Dugan gets into a fighting stance. All the other Alpha Elite guys are watching. He throws punches at Miyagi. Miyagi grabs both of his arms and then kicks him in the stomach, and then he gives him a front kick, two front kicks, then a roundhouse. Dugan goes down. <laughs> Miyagi grabs uh, Dugan, does that same little stance he's in when he had uh, John Kreese on the ground at the beginning of the second one. And he's like, all right, now it's time to punch your lights out. But then he, instead of do, bringing the hand down and grabbing the nose and going, huh, he stops and then blows on him and then he falls down. And, and Dugan, that's it. Uh, uh, Yes, and that's that's all we get. And if if I'm correct, uh, the film ends with Angel flying freely. Yeah, <laughs> we get the Karate Kid music. Uh, all the Alpha Elite guys are just, they turned on him. Even Ned, the, the leader, because he was telling him, you said you had all the answers, Colonel, and then they all pretty much walk away and what's his name's car is sitting there burning. Yeah, it don't matter. And that's, yeah, they walk off and I guess fucking Julie <laughs> kick some butt and <laughs> oh, fuck this movie. Yeah. Then we get the Hawk flying off and credits. Yeah, this is the first movie in the series where Miyagi's not in the free, freeze frame at the end. Yeah. But Angel the Hawk is it's fucking movie. Oh, man. All right. But yeah, that movie was just... I mean, it was funny at times, but it was just... No. All right. What are you rating this one? <laughs> this is a two. I give it. I give. I give Miyagi some love, and yeah, I can't. I don't know. I can't go any higher than two. Just now talking about it, this whole end scene is like they were trying to recreate 
the first two movies and Eric was like, Eric might as well have been fucking what's her name from part three. Cause he was completely useless. Uh, her training was stupid. Cause I don't even know what the fuck she learned other than to anticipate getting hit, not seeing, uh, I just, I don't know. I they don't never know. really, they never really had any fight scenes except for the end. No, Maybe some little pushes and all that, but nothing. And I just, I don't understand this alpha elite security ROTC group where they just fucking do whatever they want and nobody cares. And the head guy is all super rapey with Julie and that's okay. And Dugan is just slapping kids around at school. And there's apparently one teacher and one principal in this whole movie and no parents or nothing. Does not even know. You don't even see the parents when she goes babysitting. Like there's like no adults in this movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's happened. In this movie, what do you write it? Uh, yeah, I'm with it. I give it a two. Well, maybe a three. I mean, I did like well, Miyagi. Of course he gets most of the points, but I'll give one extra point to, um, the monks. I thought they were funny. Yeah, uh, with their. Yeah. Se- I mean, that whole scene with them, I, I thought that was cool, and the, the bowling scene was funny. But everything else was in this was was just garbage. I mean, <laughs> I love Hillary Swank. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, she she's a good actress. She's got Academy Award. But some some people say that don't mean anything. <laughs> but um, I met her once. Uh, she was at WonderCon for that one stupid movie, uh, The Reaping. I think that's what it was. Did you see that one? Uh, with the locusts and all the other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, The Reaping. That one was 2007 when that came out. But uh, She was nice. Talked to her for a minute, and she signed uh, my poster for it. Man, her, I just remember looking at her. She's a beautiful young woman. She had a big mouth and a skinny-ass waist. <laughs> I remember that, but she was really nice. But <clears throat> this movie's terrible. <laughs> I do what you got to do when you got to act. But, uh, well, this was her first, like, movie role. Yeah, because the, she- the only thing I remember her from around this time or before this was, uh, what was it, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, I mean, this was her her uh, acting debut in, in a movie. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was in that. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. The, yeah, that was her, Buffy the 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 movie, not the TV show. Yeah, uh, she was in that. And then this was she was just more of a co star. This is when she was up front the whole time. Sometimes they come back. I don't remember it in that. I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. Um. I don't know these other films. Counterfeit, uh, Quiet Days in Hollywood, Heartwood. Then she did Boys Don't Cry yeah. uh, in 99 when she won her uh, Academy Award. That movie's awesome. I love it. And then and she started doing all kinds of shit. Um, <laughs> Million Dollar Baby. Um, I Did she win again for that? I think she did. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me click on it. But that movie was awesome. Oh, fuck. That movie just puts me in tears thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> The Hunt, <laughs> I liked her. I like that movie, but they should have uh, never revealed who she was until yeah. the end. 
They they shouldn't even put her in the trailer or the credits or any or anything. They should have just let it let us find out. Like, oh fuck, she's in this. But she should have done Tiger stance in that movie. Yeah, but this it's the next Karate Kid. Uh, I thought ending it on three was kind of a downer, but nah, that that was that movie's awesome. I, I mean, it took me a lot to a lot of time, a lot of watchings to to enjoy that film, but. This one, this is only the second time that I watched it all the way through. Uh, this movie's terrible. I mean, it's <laughs> it's nothing. It, I mean, it's sad that this was the last time we see Miyagi. Yeah, I mean he 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 he, he went out at least on a high uh, on the third one, but yeah, he did a, a lot of stuff. I, mean, I was introduced to Pat Morita as, as Arnold on Happy Days. Uh, I, I loved him on that, and then seeing him here and there. And Karate Kid came out, awesome film. But to end on this one was just, yeah, come on. Well, he's got a documentary coming out here soon. Does he? Yeah, I think it's what is it? I think it's called uh, More Than Miyagi because it's about him. You know, because people only know him as Mister Miyagi. Um. Uh, well, not not if you're old like me, everyone. I mean, again, I I, I was introduced to him as Arnold <laughs> <laughs> in Happy Days. I think the last thing he filmed was um. Let me see. I guess he did all kinds of shit. He passed in was it 2005? He was 73. Well, he lived his life, man. Did a ton of TV, ton of movies. Uh, he did a ton of shit after this. He was in Bloodsport 3? What? But it says, <laughs> David Leung, <laughs> Bloodsport 3. All right. I to find that one. Yeah. I don't remember I, that. I, uh, I don't even remember Bloodsport 2. Uh, he did the Karate Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he worked, uh, I guess he did a lot of stuff. I mean, I think the last thing he was in was something called American Fusion. And I assume that he passed in 2005. So I don't know, they probably shot it in 2004. But um, he, uh, I guess something else, something called Spy Mate. But they filmed it in 2003. It came out in 2006. Uh, I, I guess a bunch of things he had filmed before he had passed. But then they slowly put him out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pat Morita or Noyoki. I think that's, that's how you say his first name. I ain't even going to try. Yeah, I mean, he, he everything I've seen him in, I, I thought he was awesome. I mean, he was born in, uh, um, he was American. He was born in California. So, um, I'm sure. Uh, I'd have to read his his thing. I don't know. He might have been in the uh, concentration concentration camps back in the day. So I don't know because I mean, yeah, they they were during all that time during World War II. They were rounding up uh, all the Japanese and everything. So, but uh, it says he was from the Bay Area. All right, cool. Right on. Represent because <clears throat> uh, he was living in San Francisco. Yeah, he's he's awesome role uh, in, in, I don't know about this film, but (laughs) 
<laughs> the the first three films, Mr. Miyagi, he's badass. Um, mm-hmm. But <sighs> I know you got to work, and, and yeah, you you built up this character, and you got to end the movie in the franchise. But oh man, that was a bad end <laughs> <laughs> for for the for the for the films. Um. Oh fuck! <laughs> but this movie's terrible, everyone. I think it's the only one streaming on uh, Netflix because they had all of them on there at one point. But right before Cobra Kai, they they pulled, uh, I think, the first three. But I don't see why they didn't just leave them all there. Yeah, they'd be selling the rights here and there. Yeah, but Karate Kid Three, awesome. The next Karate Kid, not mm. garbage. But all right, what do you, right, what do you, what do you got coming? Um, shit. Uh, East Society. I don't know. We just dropped our regular episode, so that's out there. Definitely check that out. But um, we're supposed to do our One Division one, but things just got in the way. But that's coming, everyone. If you guys listen to our first one. When we uh, reviewed the the first two episodes of WandaVision. Definitely check that out. Uh, episode three is coming for that. Um, MacNet's podcast. I just uh, recorded uh, episode 128. I got two uh, native podcasters from uh, Residual Haunts. Uh, they do a show down uh, there from uh, Arizona and Phoenix. Uh, two awesome hosts. Uh, two awesome uh, I love both Natalia and uh, and Chris right on. You guys rock. Thanks for coming on the show. Definitely, uh, that'll be out shortly. I just got to put it together and put it out. <laughs> but uh, it's a good interview uh, with them, and that's about as much as I got. Uh, East Society's coming. We just got to figure out a time when to do it. And I got to watch a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, the next Action Returns episode, we're going to conclude this retrospective with Cobra Kai. Excited to talk about that one. Uh, next stream fiends. Uh, we're going to get into Superman 2. Shout out to Nightmare Junkhead Podcast because when I posted uh, our stream fiends for 10 to midnight, they commented on Twitter. You know what it's for. <laughs> and uh, what do we got on. Uh, Horror Returns. Oh, we're doing The Fly. The original with Vincent Price and uh, the remake with uh, Jeff Goldblum. So, anything else? I don't know, but I can hear Lance already. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a Cronenberg fan. (laughs) No, I think think this will be the one that he likes. (sighs) I mean... The Fly, the original, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was an awesome film yeah. at the time. He'll probably hate that one. <laughs> but Cronenberg's, uh, I mean, I liked a lot of his films. And The Fly, uh, I thought the movie was awesome. Uh, when I saw that, it was a double feature with uh, Aliens. Oh, so, shit. <laughs> it was me and Mike, uh, my, Mike's sister took us to go see that. Nice. So that, that was hella good. That was the first time I had seen The Fly, so that movie was awesome. All right, everyone. Uh, that's gonna be it this episode, man. So just um, avoid the next Karate Kid if you can. But if you're curious, <laughs> go for it. So, but on that note, uh, please be safe out there, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. So, till then, party on. You know it. I had to sneak that in there, fucking snake. 
But yeah, everybody stay safe, man. <laughs>